Fighting Irish Faithful, welcome to a post-game live show. Notre Dame making mimosas out of the Syracuse Orange. I, 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 I can't think of anything better to say than that. Like I am absolutely blown away and shocked with the outcome of this game. If anyone listened to our show on Tuesday night, uh, some of the people that we have on live right now, um, wow, the, I am shocked. Notre Dame defeats Syracuse at Syracuse 41-24. Um, I, I was very tempered and very cautious, uh, going into the show, just saying to myself, you know, I just on paper, looking at the data, looking at the numbers and where Notre Dame is and our struggles and Tommy Reese and blah, 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 Drew Pine. I just didn't think that we had it in us. I'll be, I'll be very honest with, uh, with you, the audience now special event. And maybe this is why we won. Uh, I am joined with special <laughs> guest in the studio. No, it is not Red Snapper 1998. My friend Dominic. Hello. Say hello. Introduce yourself to the people. Hello, everybody. And Dominic, uh, born and raised an Irish fan. So, which is up, up the, in Indiana. So, a contributing to, reason why we're friends. Yes. Yes. Point. That's kind of the main reason. I mean, we did no. meet at church, though. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That, that is true. But oh, yeah. no, uh, so joined by Dominic, uh, you brought but but the the wife, the baby, and and baby in womb. Well, yes, he has to come with the wife, I guess. But <laughs> yes, yes, she's here. I'm just. Uh, aren't you glad you aren't aren't Syracuse aren't you fan? Glad you're not a Syracuse <laughs> orange, fan. Orange, yeah. If we get, get any it. Syracuse people on, uh, I, I highly doubt that'll happen. They're just like, what happened? You know. So. <laughs> well, hey, let let's get to the people here. Uh, Wookie, I see you. Uh, we're gonna bring you on first. Uh, we're gonna invite you to speak. Um, since you helped provide us with some legit intro music, go ahead and unmute yourself. Welcome to the podcast. Wookie. Yes. What's up, brother? Hey, we're doing well tonight. Oh, man. How about that defense, huh? It's clicking. Yeah. No, the... Um, I'm, I'm so happy with Notre Dame's performance, especially shutting them out in the second quarter. Yes. So, but yeah, like, are you surprised with this outcome like we are? Or are you just like, oh, yeah, no, I knew this was going to happen. We were due. We were due with our record and track and uh, the past. We were due for this. And I am so glad that it came out against a number 16 team. I, it was beautiful. It, it couldn't have happened at a better time. I, I think that's appropriate given that where we are in the season and with Clemson on the horizon here and they, they have a buy right now. Um, but yeah, that's true. Like this did not look at all like the number 16 ranked team in the country at all. No, it was surprising. I was shocked that we scored 41 point with 41, right? I yes. was shocked that we scored that many. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm just like looking at the doc, looking at Dominic here and just saying, who is this team? Like, I didn't I didn't expect us to do this well. And like, I just kind of I don't want to say dismiss the team because that sounds you know, that sounds really shitty if you're running a Notre Dame football podcast. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, looking at the numbers and the data and, and you were on Tuesday's show. So, I mean, like yeah. the mood from Tuesday's show was very tempered, very analytical, very data driven. And it's like today I got kind of like a I'm like a eight-year-old kid in front of the tv again you know yeah big 40 points yes. and 40 points like Ooh. this is what notre dame football is running the football 75 percent of the time hell yeah yes. hashtag as rtdb 
as soon as that pick six happened with the first play, oh, I they was were just fucked like, at that point. Al Golden, oh my God, you're a genius. There you are. How are you doing? Well, and that was a real like, shitty read by Schrader too. Oh, that was horrible by him. But still, we were in the right place at the right time due to what? <gasps> Coaching. Yeah, I, I do think I do think that Al Golden's defense, though at times gives up the big play, you know, at, at the do. end of the day, I think they are giving Notre Dame an opportunity. You know, Foskey had a couple of, of good sacks in there. Um, you know, it, it's I hope Amiola is doing well. I know he got shaken up um, later in the game. Um, but yeah, Notre Dame yeah. comes out with a victory um, defense holding, you know, Syracuse coming into this game. They had. Uh, they were 54th in total touchdowns, and their scoring offense was ranked 36th in the country, averaging 33.9 points per game. And again, the Al Golden defense comes in, limits our opponent, and they get less than that on average. Granted, you know, this is Notre Dame. They didn't play Wagner, but <laughs> it doesn't matter on average. Okay, Notre Dame defeats syracuse and they uh limit them to 24 points so yeah thank god we limited them and we just took off we needed this dominant victory today we needed it for morale purposes i agree you know we're we're these are two very tough teams and i was i was i think propping syracuse up a little bit more and you know wookie is is this something to do with notre dame on the road Yes, I have no idea what in the hell is going on right now with that, but it's crazy to me that we cannot play as strong at home, given what we've been through the past, you know, former years and all that at home. And now we're on the road and it's just like, hmm, we're kind of kicking ass on the road and sucking at home. What's going on here? Yeah, Joe, Joe I and I no actually idea. talked a little bit about that during the game and we were we were kind of wondering if it, is it actually a home versus away thing or is it a, um something where our our team is just so flux in the ups and downs where we don't really know what we're going to get until they get the get on the field and start playing and uh we, I, we I thought it was a lot is... of preparation didn't you I think so too, and maybe like like the North Carolina game. I think you know Notre Dame. I don't want to say it was the yeah. underdog, but but it was it was a close game as far as if you ask Las Vegas, you know how that was going to be. Um, this game, you know, other than the Ohio State game, um, and Notre Dame looked great in the first half against Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing is going on where you have Notre Dame kind of coming in with a chip on their shoulder, you know, against the 16th ranked team in the country, you know, and, and I'm not the one who put that ranking on there. You know, I follow Sagar and anyone who follows this show on, on yeah. you know, it, for, for some period of time, we follow Sagarin because it's based on data and numbers and math, not necessarily based on um, reporters opinions. And that's nothing against reporters. That's just, that's just where our show is, lives versus others. Um, but again, it is the number that's, you know, if you went to ESPN, you looked at the number next to Syracuse, it would be, you know, the AP and, and how they were ranked. And Notre Dame goes in with a chip on their shoulder and from the get-go with that pick six, you know, and I think that was a real shitty pass by Schrader, but and that's, and that that's horrible. Well, and that's nothing to take away from, uh, from, uh, um, Brandon Joseph, who got got the pick six, so um, and he had two. Uh, well, it looked like he had two interceptions, but then I don't know what yeah. happened on that play. But it, it should have been a second interception. 
Yeah, I, like oh. we we were like, oh, interception, and high fiving ourselves, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, Syracuse sells <laughs> the ball. So it's like, wait, did I just black out wait, and something what? happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have too many whiskeys. What? Well, <laughs> uh, yes, the rest sucked this game. I swear, the rest were horrible. You know, oh there were God. a lot of penalties against Notre Dame at the beginning of the game. Yeah, right? especially at the first yeah. the first quarter, they had like fifty some. 50, 50, 50 yards, yards of I think it, yeah. it popped up the back to back holds. Like the back to back holding penalties. Did you see any holds on the second one at all? Did you see any? I did not. No, it's it's. You know, I mean, this goes back to the Stanford game, right? You know, there were some severe oh, penalties God. in that game as well, and so you know we can go back and forth about the refs, and and my opinion is always like. Your team has to be better than the environment, and by environment, I mean the the officiating as well. Um, True. And so that's that's just something of where college football is. Um, I, I didn't th- I didn't see too much that was completely outrageous because um, at the end of the day, you know, Notre Dame gets gets it done on the field. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, for sure. But we had way too many penalties, though. That was they got to clean that up. Yeah. yeah. And I I thought it was weird. I mentioned mentioned something to Joe during the game about, uh, you know, usually the refs are like, okay, we're either going to call it loose this game or we're going to call them tight. And uh, yeah. At first, I was like, okay, they be- they better play a really clean football game here on out because they're calling stuff tight. They're calling everything. They see it. They're going to call it. And then we got a uh, I forget who it was over the middle. Could have been a pass interference call, no flag, and I was like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't go both ways. So yeah. that would be my only gripe against the the refs this evening is, you know, if you're going to call it loose, call it loose. If you're going to call the call it tight, call it tight, and yeah. stick stick all, one all way or I another. All I ask from the officiating crew is consistency. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And Me and too. I think I think as the game went on, it, it like it didn't yeah. seem pretty, but it was it's for a while in the beginning of the game, and maybe it was just the chippiness and the energy of Notre Dame or the teams or whatever. And, and quite frankly, some of this stuff, like, like a unsportsmanlike conduct after a big pick. That was stupid. Well, and at the end of the day, like, like I was just like, like part of me is kind of glad because that's, that means our team is actually playing with emotion. I mean, it is stupid, right? It's against the rules and you shouldn't do it. But at the same time, like it does show a sense of energy and urgency and excitement to be playing football. You know, Mm -hmm. this isn't a fucking business trip. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) It was ticky tack, but it was ticky tack, but I'll take it. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Wookie, we are, we have tons of people on. We're going to try to get to everyone as soon as, as soon as we can. So, uh, Wookie last thoughts, and then we're going to jump over to someone else. Last thoughts are, uh, the championship run has begun. uh, Talk to me. Talk dirty to me. Sound. We're we're yeah, gonna pour some sound. more scotch as you talk to that. We're gonna we're it's and I am gonna pour a shot day. of whiskey because uh, yeah the, we're going places, baby. It's starting to click. Everything's coming together. It's a well-oiled machine. Let's go. Well, hopefully Clemson isn't a cold shower, but we don't have to talk about them. We can enjoy yes. and celebrate tonight. Yes. All right. Thank you, Wookie, for joining us. Go Irish. <laughs> All right. That is Wookie at uh, Wookie for C Elliot on the twitter uh check him out he's got some good stuff and uh we're gonna go over him we're gonna jump over to jimmy gallagher at jl gallagher three you've been invited to speak i know you're waking yourselves up uh over there on the west coast jimmy if you wish to join us please uh, it would give us great joy go ahead and uh hit the invite uh, hit the pink button on the lower left hand corner to speak hey guys how's it going hey jimmy gallagher welcome finally 
to the Fighting Irish Faithful podcast. Finally. Welcome. Well, let's start off by saying, uh, do we all not wish we could play Clemson on the road? Oh my gosh. You know, you're not wrong there. Like, and maybe this is something deeper about Notre Dame Stadium, but I'm with you there. The The energy and the enthusiasm and the just flat-out execution Notre Dame brings against North Carolina, BYU, shit, you could even say Ohio State, quite frankly, especially the first half. Um, it looks like a different team versus Marshall, Stanford, right? Yeah. Absolutely looks like a different team. The, the energy is just insane, what we're seeing on the road, and that camaraderie um, just – against superior opponents too yes which is kind of frustrating and today early we saw you know the the quick pick six and to piggyback off what you guys were saying we showed some emotion um then we get turned back with salerno over the middle didn't call the pi i think they called that uncatchable but if they didn't interfere who knows so there was just some questionable calls yeah I, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, the what, what's it really interesting as far as Notre Dame's passing, and there was there was a few passes where, you know, Drew Pine kind of does the typical, what are you, the hell are you looking at? Or you just flat out sales mayor or whatever it is. Um, but Notre Dame runs the ball highest they ever have all season, 74.7% of the time. What, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's nothing I think exciting. It was needed. I, I think coming into the week, there was a lot of people, including yourself, saying that's what we needed, right? Like 250 yards was kind of that bare minimum we wanted to see in order to be in this game. And it, it was tough physical running. It was nice to see Tyree get back in the game. It was nice to see Estime control the ball after contact because I think a bunch of Irish fans were and no fumble. kind of nervous <laughs> on, on the, the fumble. <laughs> woes there for a while i mean that three-headed monster's back uh, oh, oh we have to drink that that's a, that's a drink on the uh, the notre dame uh you know anytime the nbc says three-headed uh monster we have to take a shot <laughs> but it was it, it was that. abc today i know so they they know what's going on but they suck <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, 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 I think we can finally establish that we you know, as unfortunate as it is, I think we, we've we seen the program as what it's going to be this season. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with where we're at, where where Pine is at. And I think a lot of people wanted to see Angeli come in for a time. But what we're not seeing is what he's doing in practice. And I think that's got to have a lot to do with what's going on right now and him not getting in the game. Yeah, th- yeah, there's a clear reason why he's not the starter, right? Yeah, th- there's got to be uh, something something in the the film rooms or the meeting rooms, or maybe he doesn't have the playbook down yet, or whatever it is. Right, I, I know there's a huge gap if you start. Yeah, and we're on the outside looking in, right? You know, like we're 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 not credentialed media. We're just two dudes in central Indiana and and one dude here in Oregon, right? <laughs> and who's and, and Wookiee in Florida and, and all our other people, you know, from Iowa to Arizona to North Carolina to the Northeast to I don't know where Mark is from. But my point is, like, we're just Notre Dame fans scattered throughout the country and we are watching what we see on TV and through highlights and whatnot or what you hear through your favorite podcast. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But <laughs> uh, but no, you're not r- wrong, Jimmy, when you're talking about 
look, do we put Angeli in or not? You know, and there's a few times, you know, but I think that shows a level of execution and patience and the play calling to an extent made sense today. And I have no problems with Notre Dame using the running game as a strength. If look, if the defense, i.e. Syracuse's rushing defense can't stop Estime, Diggs, Tyree, great. Let's run 200 plus yards on them all day. I don't care if it's much better than our passing. I really don't care. And and I mean, that's the traditional um, old school football way, like build up your run and open up the pass lanes, open up the pass de- defense through your running game. And obviously they can't go out there and just throw the ball every down because we, we, we kind of all know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no pedigree of yes, that's, yes. that's a path of success for Notre yes. Dame right now. But, but I mean, it, look, if, if your bedrock of foundation is the running game versus the passing game, sign me up, right? I'm a, I'm a hobo making beans and making camp on this mountain right now. Okay? <laughs> and you'll get wins like this, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> right. He said beans. <laughs> no, you, you guys nailed it. I think that momentum has finally carried us into a spot where we're comfortable with establishing the run game early and trying to open things up. But if we can't, I think we all now feel comfortable just going with that north and south run game and and trying to get the ball you know three to four to five yards per carry yeah absolutely um i don't have the notre dame's average per yard if you give me a minute here uh no i do have it yards per carry 4.4 yards per carry um see this is why i have a stat spreadsheet (laughs) that that just auto calculates this shit for me all i have to do is put the inputs in the output always coming in clutch with the stats hey (laughs) you know what um no offense to Johnny our, Five. John, Johnny Five is awesome. Short circuit two is better than short circuit one. Um, but no, the again, Notre Dame running the football, you know, it's really good. Notre Dame beats them on third down. Notre Dame, you know, doesn't pass the ball very much. Um, you know, we only had 116 passing yards, but we did have one passing touchdown. We won in the turnover margin, you know, we had that one. Um you know, we, a slow start, but 17 points in the fourth quarter. We put Syracuse away. About time. <laughs> yeah, closing out a game was, was kind of a nice switch up for this season. It was nice to see it, and I think we've been waiting for it all year, and I think we've been on the edge of our seats going into a lot of close games, and to be able to see that finally with play calling and personnel and everything else was just kind of a sigh of relief. Absolutely, and I, I've been waiting on that for the last few years. Actually, close, <laughs> you know, closing out a, Kelly, a, a close game. Out. Yeah, come on, put put up the numbers, run the score up. I mean, that's it's. It used to be that would be the respectable thing not to do, but hey, if it's right now, we're not in the playoff hunt, and we're not going to be. No, but, it's not. But, but the moment, like that's what you have to do. If in the future, future seasons, you got to be able to put up 17 in the you fourth quarter. You have something quarter to build and, on to, to yes. give, give, give yes. the players, these young men on this team that put work their asses off in practice, you know, killing themselves in the weight room, you know, literally going through pain and living in ice baths or whatever the hell mm-hmm. Notre Dame has them doing. And like, Jimmy, is it fun to be a Notre Dame fan today? <laughs> it, it's fun to be a Notre Dame fan every day to an extent, but today is a lot <laughs> more fun. But in, in I'll, this will be the last thing I say. I know you guys got other callers, but how fun was it seeing Freeman getting fired up on the sideline? Oh, oh his gum going flying. I, I thought he was <laughs> spitting, literally. 
did, did we finally we needed that like i i like him getting we fired saw up the buttons the like button the was pushed but getting fired up <laughs> he didn't best, quite like slam dunk body slam the headset but he basically was like he's so pissed that his gum flies out of his mouth hits the ref on the side not really but yeah, like like he's getting all fired up, and and I didn't understand what happened because the ref was there. You know, the ref set the ball, and they usually are like, "Okay, let's make sure everything's good to go." Then they he leave. wanted a penalty. Well, and then and then the ref like ran back and like, no, 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 hold on, you know. And it's like, I, I'm I agree with Freeman. Like that's appropriate to be pissed. Like our team has momentum. We're moving the ball. The ref leaves the football to allow our center and quarterback, you know, to to you know begin the next play. And then the ref runs in there to basically save Syracuse because Syracuse is fucked and doesn't have their personnel, the right personnel in the field. Um, and, you know, like he's 100 percent right to get pissed about that. Like, look, we're trying to score. We're trying to use this momentum didn't score. And, you know, we got our, our shit together and Syracuse is not. And yeah, to see our coach, you know, get and, and he didn't get like a penalty or anything, you know, yeah. like like so that's good. But at the same time, like show that emotion and and just yeah it's just great and, to see and in the same realm of that like seeing tommy reese getting fired up i don't know if you guys saw that uh that little bit they had where tommy reese was getting on drew pine on on the old phone line down there yeah he, he's giving him something i mean he didn't and, quite like yell at him to say to do your effing job <laughs> right but yeah. but, right. <laughs> but but what but what a way from reese to recognize how guys want to be coached Yes, and to keep going at Pine like that is is yeah. pretty cool to try to get everything out of him. That I mean, was key when he did that. Yeah, that was beautiful. It was like, coach me, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like other than the pick six, you know, I mean, the offense put up thirty plus, you know, points here, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I can't be too pissed about the outcome of this game, you know. Uh, 34 points on offense and um yeah i'm i'm a happy irish fan so jimmy anything else and we'll jump to the next person nothing else today other than go irish you guys and thanks for letting me come on the show finally it's been a blast yeah jimmy finally uh happy maybe we should have more noon games and then you know you're not as so much busy with the family or work or whatever you got going on in the personal life getting ready to go Getting ready to go trick-or-treating right now. So you guys enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween and uh, All Saints Day coming up, too. And uh, go Irish. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, brother. Go Irish. All right. At JL Gallagher 3 on the Twitter. Finally, first time ever uh, jumping on the Fighting Irish Faithful show. So thank you, Jimmy, for joining us. Uh, let's jump over to Irish Eyes, if you so wish. Give you your two cents. Irish Eyes 242 invited to the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Except, if you so wish. If not, we'll jump to someone else, or we'll just chit-chat here about stats. Um, Dominic, uh, so you've been a fan of Notre Dame your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, we traditionally bash Brian Kelly on this show. That's kind of one of our traditions. Between that, Scotch spreadsheets, which tonight we're having an Aberfeld. Aberfeldy, excuse me. But <laughs> Irish Eyes, are you there? I am. How are you feeling today? I am happy today. <laughs> and I take back that we should have let um, subject pine out and let um, Marcella play. I take it back. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, no, 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 no. Come back. Come back. <laughs> I mean, like I, it's like somebody said, you know, we don't get a team in practice. We don't know what's going on. So 
let's just finish the season strong do the best we can right I, i'm with you right there you know the i think and i didn't say this in the last show but i did kind of think this where notre dame will get a huge boost of confidence going into the clemson game with a win at syracuse um I'm not making any predictions against Syracuse right now because that's not, or excuse me, about Clemson right now with this game. Uh, we just want to enjoy this victory. Um, but on the Tuesday night live show, um, you know, we'll we'll look further at the numbers and the data, um, which of course, if what we did last week was completely bull crap, <laughs> because I, I I didn't flat out say that we would lose the Syracuse, but I was not very confident of Notre Dame going to this game. What, what was your thought, Irish Eyes? I don't know. This team has done exactly kind of opposite of what I thought, so I was hopeful. And now I'm afraid that we're going to get blown out by Clemson because I feel like Clemson probably hid some stuff knowing that Syracuse wasn't as good as everybody was saying they were. That's my thought. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm not big on talking. I just like to listen to you guys, so I will let you go and let somebody else talk. But like I said, that's my thought. Is Syracuse was kind of baiting. I know there's, you know they're watching this game. You know they're making all kinds of adjustments and so i'm scared about that one but i'm happy yeah. for this one i'm going to celebrate tonight <laughs> hey notre dame gets a win we can be happy we can celebrate i mean it's it's 4 45 here on the on the east coast or eastern time zone because indiana is not on the east coast um and, and were you happier with uh pine's performance tonight i was i mean he didn't make any mistakes like that's Kind of what you ask, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um, you know, it's. I mean, Grant, he didn't have too much opportunity to yeah, to make mistakes, right? Balls, but at least he didn't underthrow him and get him picked, right? I mean, he had. I mean, there was one one turnover, and I think it was kind of like a bumbled, you know, you know, kind of tipped tipped pass, and that's yeah. that's pretty typical. But um, Luke. I mean. Uh, well, and at the same time, I mean, he wasn't great. You know, he was he did throw the ball forty seven percent of the time. You know, that's that's it's not as it, it's pretty bad. You know, it's it, it might actually be his worst. It is his worst all season. Um, previous worst was uh, was the Stanford game. You know, but Grant we ran the ball better. And what have we said on this podcast since day one? Hashtag RTDB. So, which stands for Run the Damn Ball. <laughs> So, so I'm really happy with with the outcome. I have no problem with Notre Dame running the ball. Do we? Is it what national champions and quote good teams do? No, but we. What have I said? I said this after the Marshall game, and I emphasized this last week. Notre Dame is not at that level right now. So we are a more realistic, uh, kind of tempered team. And now, now we're five and three. And all the big dogs too. They can run the ball. Absolutely. All, all of them can when they want to. I yeah. mean, they may pass heavily, but the ones that are winning national championships, they can they can run it. <laughs> yeah, typically uh based off of the research I have, um national champions uh we can we can pull up the specific numbers here. Um but national champions uh, and passing touchdowns um you know, over the last 10 years, the national champion has passed about 41 passing touchdowns. Uh, every uh, season and then rushed about 36 
passing touchdowns. So a little more on the passing than the rushing, but that, I think that's just kind of where college football is. But if you go back, you know, five, six, seven years, um, that was not the case, especially the early Nick Saban Alabama teams. And so Nick Saban Alabama is kind of setting the trend just because of how many times they've won the title. Um, but at the same time, like, Yes, th- this podcast typically lives in that space of comparing Notre Dame to these great teams uh, because that's where we want to be. But we have kind of taken a step back and that's still the measure that the still the watermark that we're comparing Notre Dame to. But we are also not expecting Notre Dame to perform at that level, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, you talk about rushing, and I mean, I know it's going back a ways, but look at what Nebraska used to do. That was all rushing the football. So yeah, yeah. you can win championships that way. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's been a, t- a few years, but I think if you have the right people, you can run it down somebody's throat. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we could we could go back to 1994 Nebraska here. So, <laughs> and yes, that is in the spreadsheets. 94, 95 back to back national champions by Nebraska. So, don't forget, defense wins championships. Come on, defense does win championships <laughs> too. Yeah. Uh, Al Golden. Al Golden. I. I <laughs> Wookie's happy. He's a Bengals fan. That's fine. So. Oh. <laughs> poor soul (laughs) yeah he's he was happy really happy last year and this year you know i I don't even watch nfl i honestly have no idea how the Bengals are doing i I heard they're not good hey hey, we're good you're good good. all right all right i'm sure he's happy considering (laughs) the last few years (laughs) oh considering all the years all the years very happy hey there you go All right. Uh, Irish eyes, anything else? Uh, nope. If not, no problem. We'll move on to the next person. We'll move on to uh, Jason here at Irish JTL on the Twitter. We've invited you to speak live from Syracuse or Jason, are you uh, home in Iowa? We'll see how it goes. Jason, are you there? Irish JTL on the Twitter. Invite you to speak. If not, we'll move on to... Uh, the next piece here. Jason, how are you there? Invite you to speak. All right, we're going to Justin Cates. Justin, you there? Jason must be in the uh, in the John or doing something with family. Justin Cates. This is this is where we edit it on the podcast version. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, go ahead and unmute yourself. Welcome to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Well, first of all, go get your merch. Um, I am always going to pump the merch on this show. I think you should have a new, you should have a new hoodie, and on that hoodie, it should say "In this space, we talk fighting Irish football." Oh my god! That is a, and you are a uh, spreadsheets and a uh, Scotch guy. Do you remember what I told you on Tuesday? You said a lot of things on Tuesday. Please remind me. I said that I had a tingle. Okay. And then my tingle told me that Notre Dame was going to beat Syracuse. Oh, really? Was, yeah. I did yeah, not but, pick up on that. Maybe my negative run, vibes are... <laughs> run it back and listen. So you're about scotch and spreadsheets. I'm about tingles and tequila. That's oh, what I do here. why have we not heard this before? Hold on. Hold on. Hash, <laughs> hashtag tingles. I'm, I'm literally writing this down in the notebook. Tingles and tequila hmm. beautiful that's beautiful 
Well, and 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 we did get some Cabo Wabo in the house because the doc said that she wanted. So so we had we had a nacho bar in the house with with our, our friends. Was it okay? It was more than. How okay. was the salsa? It, was it is award winning salsa. It was. It was it was Not really so good, capable of winning awards. Ah, fantastic, sure. <laughs> yeah. So 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 for good. the record, uh, we won't plug this more too much. But um, I did years. This is years ago, by like three, four years ago. Um, I entered my salsa recipe in a contest at work, and it won. So so I I at, for a while I put in my my signature at work, and I and I I kind of like coded it in white text so you couldn't see it in an email if unless you highlighted it or you weren't looking at emails in html format and it was white text that said um the rolls or the 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 salsa champion (laughs) so um sneaky sneaky sir yes yeah exactly (laughs) and then and then like what what found out is people who are looking at this on their 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 blackberry or their iphone or whatever their their work phone looking at emails It, it didn't it did not have well i mean we use a quote-unquote blackberry app but but my point is people would would still see you know the salsa champion in my my signature and it's like oh snap you know it's a, yes. eventually my boss was like hey eh, you gotta take that down and, but, and, and what's great too we have a lot of hispanics in the area so that is yeah. a real treat to well, win the salsa and, and that, that was not the intent work. it was just more like hey i like salsa i like i like making stuff you know i grew up in los yes. angeles right so i know what's up and and justin you're out there in arizona so you know i'm sure you've had a a decent amount of uh good mexican food but you know, I, I was just like, hey, I've been tweaking this recipe for a while. I like it. I just like hanging out with people. And I entered this into a contest and I won at work. And all the Hispanic brethren at work were kind of surprised that some <laughs> Polish some d- gringo. white dude. Yeah, some gringo uh, won. And you know, hey, the people have spoken. So <laughs> democracy rules. Uh, and we're voting in like a week or something. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> So Justin, uh, let's get back to some Notre Dame football here. Uh, Justin, what's your thought of this this game? I mean, Notre Dame comes out, um, smashes Hulk, smashes Syracuse right at the beginning. And if I was a little more cocky, I would say that Syracuse was fucked right from the beginning. Um, but quite frankly, um, it was kind of close in the first half. Yeah, and I think you know Brian Mason deserves a blank check. Oh, he um, he is the toast of the night. Let's let's raise a glass, everyone. Brian Mason and I tw- I put this out on on Twitter. Brian Mason is to the toast of the night. Um, give that guy whatever he needs. Our special teams has never looked better. No, and you know I know I mean you obviously count the blocks, but we there's constantly pressure when we want it, which I feel like we would have pressure like under you know Kelly and you know with you know Polian pressure felt like it was good. I was like, oh, we got some pressure, and now we're actually getting home which is huge and it's enormous, enormous momentum shifters. So, you know, that, and you know, I, that pick six, I think was a real backbreaker. I think that that hurts bad. We were able to get pressure on them early. I felt like with not, you know, using a lot of rushing, I think Bertrand played well. I've been fairly critical of him. Um, I think, you know, my true pine is just, you know, I'm losing hair watching him play the position. <laughs> 
Uh, and, you know, and then losing even more here, listen, you know, watching Tommy, you know, call plays that I still don't understand. But, um, you know, I, I actually think the play calling made sense. I, I I mean, I won't speak for everybody here, but me personally, I never really saw. And granted, I was just kind of like, like, I'm not I'm not sitting there with like dot matrix paper and, you know, a, a computer. I mean, I know, you know, everyone's talking about spreadsheets and whatnot. Really? I'm not, you know, I, I literally am sitting there, you know, and half the game, my phone was actually in the other room. I was just like, you know, look, I, I'm, you know, we got friends over, you know, I've got to play host. It's and my fault. Is, is it your fault? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's like, I'm trying to be a good host. And it's like, look, I just want to enjoy watching Notre Dame football. You know, like, like, yes, I want us to win, you know, but I'm not going to be like super analytical and charting plays, right? Like, mm-hmm. I... I started doing that like a couple of years ago when i started this podcast i was like no that's not what i want to do like i kind of want to like enjoy the game in the spur of the moment and then when we come back then we'll look at the data and then like okay this is what happened and then as a fan because because i am a fan dominic you are a fan justin you are a fan um most pretty much everyone who's on this podcast is a fan and, and that's our approach to this is always through the lens of fandom not through analytical data computer ai you know crap right Th- that's just yeah. not what we do yeah yeah and I, I i saw it firsthand i was like i'm surprised you don't have a notepad out here you're taking notes because yeah. i listened to a few podcasts that shows how great i Apple, am because i don't need that but, <laughs> yes but i was i was surprised you just come come in from a fan approach yeah, th- I mean that's always how we are, and then you know we let we let the data and the numbers and and you know other people and I collect that, and then the spreadsheet kind of does its thing. But yeah, you know we're we're happy with the outcome of this game. You know, ten points in the third quarter uh, for Syracuse, but that was their height. You know, they were blanked in the second quarter. They they were confused. You know, they they did not look like the same team that we've seen all year. Go deep. Yeah, I thought I, thought, I agree. Well, and I think the defense, is, you know, it's we don't have long drives for the most part, and when we do, they're sort of spaced out. So I know you guys were talking to you, you know, earlier about, um, you know, Golden's defense giving up big plays. I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, them not getting you know a ton of time on the sideline to talk it over to catch a catch a quick blow. Um, I, I really like Al Golden's defense. I know that there's some like deficiencies, but I think he'll get better and better. Um, He's and I, touch the waters. Yeah, there was a really good, um, a juicy rumor, uh, that flew around about sort of Harry, he stand telling Tommy Reese, like, don't be afraid to put it on all my guys. Oh, there you go. You know, <laughs> don't be afraid. I, you're getting a lot of heat right now. Don't be afraid to put it on my guys, you know, and he, and pine sat in the pocket for four and five seconds and couldn't figure out what to do with the ball. (laughs) Yes. I I can't believe he, he hung onto that ball. I think in the fourth quarter when he got sort of, I don't know how bad I, he missed that dude, but he pummeled him and he protection was wonderful. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, if that's right, I think it's good to have someone a little bit older in Reese's ear saying, you know, and because it's, and the thing we realize is once this offensive line starts moving downhill, they do very well. You get estimate, you know, guy estimate was great tonight. 
Yes. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a it was a it was a good game. I'm glad my tingle came true. <laughs> so, now, how much tequila did you have to force said tea to, <laughs> or or to to what's the word I'm looking for? Like interact. It's two p.m. Excite? It's two p.m. So. Like I'm looking at, you know, Arizona probably. confuses me because they're not on daylight savings time. So like, <laughs> you know, it's common sense always confuses. Okay. Me. But, yeah, but we you're also closer to, to Mexico than we are here in Indiana. So, well, I, I and not to get too funny here, but the um, you're not wrong, Justin, when you talk about and then we'll jump to the next person. We got we got tons of people here. Um, Notre Dame's first touchdown on offense was um, actually their third possession. Our first actual possession we missed a field goal then we went five plays and we punted but we on our first touchdown um is significantly unique we had 11 plays nine of them were rushes and it is our longest possession of six almost six and a half minutes um to get a rushing touchdown by estimate so or excuse me logan diggs my, my apologies logan diggs gets a rushing touchdown um, from the Syracuse three and um, 55 yards took six minutes, 25 seconds. So wow. um, if you talk about cause and effect too, that's like being able to run the ball like that is it just that, look at the, the time that Pine had in the pocket the second half. It was he, he like you said, Justin, he was standing there for a while, <laughs> a lot of plays. And then even on special teams, being able to have that, that blocking punt mentality and be able to go in there and block the punts they had the last two weeks, that that opens up a lot of a lot of opportunities in the punt return game as well. Because now now the uh, punt team's got to put in guys to try to cover some of that stuff. So you get some of those basics going, and uh, you can win a lot of ball games that way. Absolutely. And before I get down, I just want to remind everyone to head to Etsy to get your merch. Okay. Uh, look for soon for in this space uh, hoodies as well as uh, tingles and tequila. Go uh, Irish. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. All right. Thank you, Justin, for your loyalty and for plugging the show, the Etsy store, the Fighting Irish Faithful store. If you go to Etsy, just uh, search for Fighting Irish Faithful, and I will come up. You'll recognize the logo. And and those pint glasses. I drank out of one tonight, and it was a beautiful design. Now, did it we win great. because solid. We, you drank out of a pint glass or because you were just here? I'm or? pretty sure we won because somebody stuck a, something up somebody's butt. And Wait, his name's Tommy Reese. Where are you going this? And started running the ball. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why we won. Because <laughs> you ran the football. Okay. Yes. All right, I was. Ca- I was like. Wait, I, 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 I tried to this? tone it down. It was about to be more aggressive, but. Uh. <laughs> well, don't forget to hand wash those pint glasses, guys. That's right. right? Hand wash only, otherwise you will yeah. be sad. Exactly. Good quality ones. All right. Thank you, Justin. Uh, we'll go back to. Uh, Jason here at Irish JTL on the Twitter. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, we're we're very very happy Irish fans. I'm happy too. I I accepted last time you asked me to speak, it just didn't go through. So sorry, leave hanging. That's okay. The Twitter Twitter gods or the devil is is against us, or or you know Elon Musk, who's now taking over Twitter. Apparently, maybe he's a Syracuse fan. Probably Saint not. Michael, but. pray for us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, 
so what, what do you think of this game like are you su- are you as surprised as we are here in the studio or are you just like oh we knew notre dame would would clobber syracuse by you know this many points um you know i didn't think we were going to be able to run the ball as effectively as we did um i i thought we had a good chance you guys talked about our road performance and i guess vegas home but we played pretty well away from notre dame i mean this, this is our second highest um margin of victory other than the unlv game and that's really really good as far as like progression through the season um it's really nice to see your your offense and defense quote unquote get better as you progress in the season i'd rather see improvements and margin of victory later in the season than earlier in the season right oh a 100% and i think the the starts the way that we start um you know the stanford loss we started with a uh, false start on the first play of the game, and that set the tone, and it, it put us in a deficit. And then today we get on the first offensive play. And nice to see Joseph create a turnover and, and do something with it. Um, but I, I was I was happy. I was I don't like early games because I like to get up and and have some drinks beforehand. But I I did not. <laughs> Time is relative. Okay, you just have to change your schedule. <laughs> and I comprehended the game a lot better being early. <laughs> I, I, I won't lie. And, and like, I'm sure Adam Dowling, who here, we'll jump to in a few minutes here, um, you know, he may, may, may chime in about the late Notre Dame games. Like may, maybe there's a statistical significance of Notre Dame's success earlier in the day than later in the day. I, I don't know. That That's something else that, that would probably take way too much effort than what it's worth. Yeah. But <laughs> I think we're clearly we have two different teams that take the field and sometimes we get a Marshall Stanford team and sometimes Uh, we get an Ohio State Syracuse team. Yeah, I mean, like I I can't make sense of it. Like I wasn't pissed. Just as a fan, I cannot make sense of it. Yeah, well, well, that was a night game, too, at Ohio State. So maybe that kind of screws that up. So I think it's more of an away versus home thing. Yeah, we played really well at UNC, too. Yeah, they played very well in North Carolina. Yeah, on the played rest. well yes. in Vegas, but of course it's Vegas, and that was cool and fun and you know awesome. But hmm. yeah, I, I I can't make rhyme or reason of it. I think from from what I can gather, I was just telling my buddy this. He's a Michigan fan here, sitting with me. We're gonna watch the game. You have tonight. a buddy who's and a Michigan fan. I do. I grew up with him. He's one of my oldest friends in the world. So okay. <laughs> um, he is at Iowa Wolverine on Twitter. He's a good follow. We'll we, uh, <laughs> what I was telling you I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> it, it seems like Reese does not have a plan or a package with how to use the three running backs. And I think the way we play is dependent on how well we come out. Because no matter who starts, if we start slow running the ball, it really never comes to fruition. When we started estimate today, and we were just you know, running between the tackles all over them, we we run for over two hundred yards. And I don't think when that sails at first that he's got a plan for what to do next or who's going to come in and how that package changes. And I don't think we're making good adjustments in the running game when when we don't start strong. And clearly, uh, Drew played okay. That passed a mayor completely junk overthrown um that turnover is all on him 
<laughs> he's clearly not the answer. And, Hit him in the hands. And, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, but I, I was pleased with uh, how Foskey played. Great to give another block punt. Leofal yep. had a good game. Um, so I think the defense is solid. I think the offensive line played pretty well. Um, Pine did move um, in the pocket a little bit, which was nice to see. But I still think he's he's just looking for Mayer first option, and I don't know how to break him of that. And, Andy doesn't look upfield when he's uh, scrambling either. He that's, just like tucks it and goes. That's because he looked for Mayer and he wasn't open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's really interesting is is this is the lowest um, productivity per se of Notre Dame through the passing and receiving. Mayer only had three receptions. Now I don't know, quote unquote, how many times he was targeted. Um, but if I really want to be negative, he was targeted thirteen times, and that explains the ten misses by Drew Pine, because <laughs> 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 Pine was nine of nineteen. Uh, probably not. But the the point is. Um, What's interesting is Mayer was targeted three times. Colsey was three times. Um, Jaden Thomas, only one reception for three yards uh, with a touchdown. Now, that is not the postulate of uh, Jason Yeager where he says Jaden Thomas, I believe, needs more than one reception for eight yards uh, for a Notre Dame victory. So I think I think this has... I think hashtag RTDB has kind of uh, superseded his uh, his postulate there, but not not to be negative or rude to Jason Yeager. He's a he's a very very loyal loyal and, member of the and Fighting Irish faithful. And also, uh, uh, something that's interesting about that is their averages uh, per reception are s- super high, and I mean I think that's what you get when you can run the ball well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if your I mean, receivers are averaging like 10 yards oh, a... Oh. Well, and why didn't they do that more? You know, they were in an eye formation early in the game, and I'm like, yes, oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need a you know a cold shower later tonight, you know, thinking of Notre Dame in an eye formation, you know, and then they go into, you know, third and one, and they're fucking in the red zone, and shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. it's like, stop, you know, like, like, like this is the devil's They did work. get in on that play, though. They <sighs> did. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, yeah, I, well, no, <laughs> no, no I, I will never say it's unfortunate, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's clearly my preference, you know, anyone who's listened mm-hmm. to this show for a while, but yeah, I was driving at the beginning of the space. Um, has anybody mentioned the absolute dump truck stiff arm that oh man i I flat out shouted out and i think i i scared the boys here in in the in the in the house uh the little toddlers but i was just like little boy sit down like that that is literally that syracuse defender may be checked out for whiplash like it was bad the medical team (laughs) had to assess him and yeah the nurses yeah, are running around with red cross hats on on the Syracuse sideline. Yeah, we we need to find uh some someone someone who's savvy on Twitter. Please find a uh, a clip of that and figure out who the poor soul, the poor defender. Of it's Syracuse already is. in there. I just put it in the nest. <laughs> Excellent. And by the way, don't forget to get your merchandise. Thank you, Justin. 
sneaky where do i get my merchandise at the etsy store go to etsy and search fighting irish faithful we got pint glasses and hoodies and shit like that christmas is coming you need a white elephant gift i got you sorted if you're painting your house hey i got you sorted too this stuff is too good to be a white elephant gift this is gonna be i don't care i just want people to buy it right you know (laughs) economy hey just so you know i put it in i put that in the nest too uh, etsy shop (laughs) get your merch guys this is not a joke come on yeah serious lead by example justin cates all right I can't right now, but you know what? Oh, I'm I'm painting soon. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Jason. Anything else here? Otherwise, Mark nope. it down uh, has some something he's requested to speak. Nope, I'm good. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right, thank God you, bless. Jason. Have a good day. Blessings to you, and go Irish. That is at Irish JTL on the Twitter here. As I throw my pen on the floor. Uh, let's go to Market Down at Holzum35. You've been invited to speak on the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Mark, are you there at Holzum35? I'm here. What up, family? What up, family? Hey, who misses Brian Polian on special teams? No one. Not on this show. <laughs> Isn't that something? Oh my gosh. I, it's amazing how you just get, you put some starters in there on, you know, punt team, punt return team, you know. I mean, we're actually returning punts. We actually are creating space for Brandon Joseph to return a punt. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's five yards. I'd rather have five yards than a fair catch, right? You know, that moves the ball down in distance, I, I right? Yeah, he just does a little move and he gets five yards. That's five extra yards starting the drive. I'll take it. It's not a fair catch, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it makes sense to do a fair catch. Don't get me wrong, oh, but yeah. it's like, like if you have the opportunity to return it and there's plenty of space for yourself to, yeah, why not? You know, you can have a potential, you know, opportunity to create better field position or hell something greater than that yeah but we've seen in the past you know you got 20 yards of clearance and you're fair catching it (laughs) yeah exactly but but that's not happening right now which is great that's why it's so so they're coaching them properly they're scheming and blocking up front appropriately to create some space for the return guy and that's good i'm 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 happy happy person today oh yeah the, it was overall a good win. Um, the no points in the first quarter, shocker. But the penalties in the first quarter was just driving me insane. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but good lord, I don't know how many penalties we had going on. There was at least five for fifty yards, at least. I saw that statistic pop up on, uh, um, and then we ended up seven penalties for 60 yards total so they did straighten it up maybe they got an ass chewing at halftime or something or the refs lightened up a little bit one of the two that's good i mean that they made a correction they scored on that first drive but they had excellent field position because of those penalties and you know but Mm -hmm. overall defense played well tackling was still an issue in my opinion those corners just whiffing on tackles. I don't know if they practice that, but corner tackling is terrible still. Drew Pine 
played okay. Obviously, the best quarterback in the building was the backup quarterback for Syracuse. Oh, right. <laughs> I, Tell me about it. Unfortunately. Well, it's so Carlos Del Rio Wilson. With the weird hyphen. You see, it's, <laughs> it's depressing that you see other teams have backups that can just go in and it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. If, if even they played better. Like, how, do, how do teams like Syracuse get quarterbacks that can come in and just immediately move the ball down the field and the University of Notre Dame cannot? Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. And, and we've kind of touched on this. We haven't deep dived and analyzed as to why and tried to provide some sort of explanation as to why Notre Dame doesn't have, you know, great elite quarterbacks, you know, and that that's probably not the direction we want to go tonight. But what I will say this is, um, you know, Del Rio Wilson, whoever is doing the jerseys over at Syracuse, his hyphen was totally like just awful and and like and espn is even screwed with it because del rio is hyphened and espn espn has rio wilson hyphened right now you know we're looking at the stats and it's like one of them is wrong it's either syracuse's you know jersey people are wrong but or, or espn it's probably espn um but i will say this is where the hyphen was in del rio wilson it probably was correct from a like like the end of the, the like the bottom of the L, yeah, the punctuation. But like visually, it looked totally too yes. far close to the R. And 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 I know this is not make good podcast content, but my point is like anyone who saw that on the TV was like, why is that hyphen a little off? It looks kind of shitty, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, and back to the quarterback play. I think also um, Notre Dame over the years has failed. I think to give. To, to give the backup quarterback some nice reps and opportunities to come in there and show them what they have. Um, like you guys talked about, I think, was, was it on the Tuesday show, about how they have the perfect time to send have your backup in there and, and play some reps with Yeah, your Drew quarterback going gets into, targeted, yes. and he's kind of shaken up. The medical yes. staff is it's, looking at him. Right. Yeah, it's like there's a there, – which is good, that strong loyalty to the starting quarterback is good, but – you know, we're also trying to win games here, so. Um. Well, and and you don't well, like there will Pine. be a point where if if say, uh, Pine comes in or or goes out with an injury, you know, then and Jelly comes in cold, right? You know, and there there's some potential issues with that, right? So, but Mark, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say that I at least I applaud Drew for at least attempting to throw it to somebody else besides Michael Mayer mm-hmm. today. There you go. I, I, I mentioned that to uh, Joe. I said, man, it's so sad. I've been an Irish fan my whole life, and granted, I missed a few games here and there due to weddings and baptism stuff, but um, I was like, I don't know any of these receivers. <laughs> well, like, and, and how could we, right? They're not they're not really household names right now. I mean, other than Mayer, you know, like we're, we, we thought, you know, Lindsay would be it or Styles or, you know, whatever, you know, and it's like, no, like, like we just really haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jaden Thomas, of all people, is the only one with a touchdown grab, you know, and he only had one catch. So, now, Tobias almost came down with that one that they threw to him, though. If he, if Drew Pine would have threw it like a second or two earlier, I think Tobias would have had that for a TD. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame's receivers as a whole 
averaged 12.9 yards. Now it's not as good as Syracuse's 14.1. But yeah, I mean, on the ground, Notre Dame rushed 4.4 yards as a team versus Syracuse's 2.4. Now pop quiz to you, Mark. Syracuse, they're rushing yards. Do you know how many they had total this game? Truth or um, lie? Hey, hey, let, let, let me break it this way. I'm gonna say it's under. I'm gonna say it's under thirty. Uh, it's not that bad. For running backs or as a okay. team, they rushed for sixty-one yards as a team. Notre Are you Dame quarterback scrambles. Yeah, Notre Dame two hundred forty-six. <laughs> okay. Two hundred forty-six. Beautiful versus sixty-one. Hey, sign me up for that every flipping day and that 4.4 average is awesome too like that sure. once again yep. going back to that old school you run it every down and you get it's three yards sexy. every it's down you exciting, go but fourth down every Notre time. Dame doesn't have to be sexy right now <laughs> right? right like you need to win ball games we're, we're not going to make a new year six right you know we'll be lucky with the poinsettia bowl or las vegas bowl at this point and that's not to be defeatist i'm in theory mathematically it's probable we could and we better crush the opponent too well i would love <laughs> for them to do that but i'm just saying like like realistically where Notre Dame is right now in Marcus Freeman's first season, we're, we're not going to a big name bowl game that that's fine. But Notre Dame, you know, you know, kicks ass takes, you know, Sanford's name. We're one game away from being bowl eligible. So that's good. Um, this is a huge, huge win. You know, Notre Dame has potential to be at least I would argue, quote unquote, worst case scenario right now. I'm not doing too much prediction. Seven and five. I think I think Clemson. I think it's fair to say that Clemson is still a tall order. USC is still a tall order. But Navy and BC are are decent victories. And I was honestly saying to the doc the other day during the week, and I was like, you know, I think Notre Dame six and six is is statistically and probably most likely based off of the numbers and what we do on Tuesday nights. Um, and Notre Dame comes out and surprises even me, and that just shows that even the numbers can, you know, just not, you know, always tell the whole story. And that's just kind of where where Notre Dame is right now. Yep, we got to stick to our strength, which is running the ball. Uh, no one wants to be that team right now, but that is our strength. We got to keep running the ball uh, while sprinkling a couple downfield passes in there one, every once in a while. You saw it today when Tommy passed on first down. That's when we got into trouble. So keep running the ball on first and second down. Get those th- those third downs with, sh- with short yardage to go, and we'll be all right. Now, looking ahead to next week, I'm thinking this Clemson game is looking a whole lot better because sure. Clemson struggled with them. Clemson struggled with that team that we just played, and we just dominated them. So yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking Syracuse look confused. Ahead. They they look like shell shocked. Like I wish I had taken a picture of it, but there was a. When we got the pick six at the beginning of the game, that's when we we uh, flipped the TV over here at the Fighting Irish Faithful House. Um, and like there was a, there, it, it's one of those things like like the Virginia game when we beat Virginia and and uh, you know with a with a, a Deshaun Kaiser pass to Will Fuller right. You got Virginia fans falling over the brick wall. You know when Michigan State you know blocked a punt and returned it for a victory. 
back in the day, which go Spartans tonight. Every Notre Dame fan hopefully is a Spartan fan tonight, not a Michigan oh, yeah. fan. So suck, suck that Michigan's. Um, but anyway, did the, Ohio State win? I, I left before Ohio. They State they they, they ended win. up destroying Penn State at the end. So so it is what it is. But what I will say is that. Um, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame coming out and, and doing well and looking good against Syracuse, a team that's better ranked, you know, and like this is the kind of shit that we would ride Kelly's ass for. You know, you go to someone else's house. You Look, Notre Dame was favored, quote unquote, to lose by three points today. And we won by seven fucking teen. 17. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's uh, seventeen. It it's the spreads this year. I'm uh, I like to put a twenty spot or something on Notre Dame usually. And man, Did this year has been so hard. You just actually put money spot, on Notre Dame? Just a twenty spot? Nothing, just twenty? Nothing, nothing big. Does your wife know this? Oh, she knows. Does she? Oh, okay. oh well, okay. All but, uh, right. That's anyway, a healthy marriage right now. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's covering spread they're just so unpredictable at this point like it was a great win and i want to be really positive and i'm love the victory but man who knows what we're gonna get it for when clemson comes around and, and even when navy comes and we don't we don't know what kind of team we're gonna put out there at this point so you're saying like you feel good about this game you're happy with the outcome but it's like you really don't know what to expect. Like, like there's nothing predictable. Like, yeah. like last year, I think well, when we played Georgia Tech, like we knew we were going to kill them, right? Right. Like, like maybe BC, like we feel mm-hmm. a little confident, maybe a little bit with Navy, but I mean it's Navy. They're they're a little scrappy and they can be really focused at times. But yeah, some of these other games, it's just like eh, I, I mean, know. if you come out and oh. go ahead, Mark. Sorry, go ahead. Say you're feeling good about this win. But you also know what's coming up. We know that this yeah. wasn't a traditional football game because we could have just manhandled them all day. Clemson's USC is not going to be like that. We're actually going to have to pass in that in those two games. Yeah. So that's where the the, the uneasiness comes in because we know we're going to have to pass. We, this tr- this game was not a traditional football game. We could have done the same thing over and over and over again, which we did. That's why we won. But you know. We're gonna to have to figure out the passing game this week for Clemson. Now, with with this offense, you guys are talking. Oh, sorry, Mark. I accidentally muted you. <laughs> Go ahead and unmute yourself. What you guys are saying about how you, we couldn't get good quarterbacks earlier? Well, we've traditionally been a run-heavy offense for as long as I can remember. So why would a quarterback, a five-star quarterback, want to come here just to hand the ball off? You know. Yeah, that's, that, that's an interesting point. Get... You know, like like yeah, and you're not wrong when you say that. You know, we want to have the great quarterbacks at Notre Dame. You know, I would argue we haven't had a quote-unquote elite quarterback since Deshaun Kaiser. Yes, I like Ian Book, but let's face it, he's not elite. Deshaun Kaiser was. You know, you I could don't even... even consider Kaiser. Elite. I don't either. I mean, I mean, I Kaiser. I think physically had the tools, just the stats and the 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 win loss record. I think it got the best of him, right? You know, like I, I let me put it this way: Golson had probably really good numbers as far as win loss. 
But I think Kaiser was a better talent than Golson, right? Yeah. I'll it, just put it that way. Let's not underestimate the, the, the challenge of recruiting a high school quarterback as well. I mean, you, you look at the – who's playing prime time in the NFL right now? They're, they're coming from universities across the board. You know what I mean? It's not like – they're they're coming from the, the yeah, same Wyoming college every year. Yeah, they're 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 all over the board, and yeah. I think Notre Dame is pulling in. Well, maybe not this year, but th- they've pulled in some good talent. It's um, maybe it's a coaching thing, maybe it's a d- developmental thing, what, or maybe what, it's just one of those things where you you get so many good quarterbacks, decent quarterbacks in there, and it just doesn't work out in your scheme. Who knows? My, my thought of, of this is that like. Today, I feel more confident in Reese as an offensive coordinator just based off of, look, what do you have in the toolbox? This is what we're going to use. Okay. But him as a quarterback coach, maybe I'm a little more hesitant. So I would prefer Freeman leave. We don't have to, to jump ahead too far here. But if Reese stays, I would prefer this. Leave Reese, if he stays, leave him as the offensive coordinator, but move a different coach in as the quarterback coach to coach these guys up. That's one man's opinion. That's really that that's like a that's like a foreshadowing of an episode we'll do in the future here. But like frankly, Reese hasn't developed anyone, you know, from Winbush uh, to the present. So and he can't call plays either. So he has we talking about he, he <laughs> like ran the ball seventy five percent of the time when we won the game, right? Yeah, like I'm it not gonna only took him seven that. weeks or something. Well, that's true, but but I mean, we got a winning record, yes. you know. Like, so. yes, yes, yes. all right, Mark, we're stacked on people. We're gonna jump over to David, who's kindly requested Kevin Davis, Adam Dowling, Stevie D, Irish Hockey Man, Bohemia. There's tons of people we want to get to. Mark, thank you for joining us uh, and joining the Fighting Irish Faithful Show at Holzem35 on the Twitter. Thank you very much. We're gonna jump over to David here. David Barnett at David Barnett MVP. You've been invited to speak. Go ahead and hit the pink button in the lower left hand corner. David, welcome to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. What's up, guys? How are you? No, I, I mean, listen, a win's a win, right? You gotta, it, it, and it's a win on the road. Um, I just think I'm looking more at the defense today. Like, uh, it, it's just, I just, I think we're so much better without blitzing. I don't know if we've talked about it. I kind of just jumped on, but like, I, I'd like to see a percentage of like positive plays when Notre Dame blitzes versus negative plays. I feel like we don't need, we get enough with four, with the four man front. We don't need the blitz and our blitz is so slow. Every play, it hasn't changed. So you're saying that the, that the risk of blitzing because you get some of your guys out of position to get into the backfield of the offense, the, the risk outweighs the reward. Yeah, no, yeah, I think. I mean, we've been every time we've been blitzing, it's one on one with our safeties and DBs, and it's not, you know, it hasn't been working. I actually think that's part of the problem with our red zone defense. And I think like if we just play the four man front or even a three man front, we're we're getting in just as fast as when we're bringing six, you know. And it seems like we haven't. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it sure doesn't seem like we're making positive plays when we blitz, does it? Well, I, I'll say it's all. It, it just depends on who you're playing. If you got a high-powered offense, and maybe you need to blitz some more to make up for the secondary, because maybe your secondary is lacking against your receivers. I mean, you need so to create would, some uh, sense of urgency on the defensive side to, you know, stick it to the offense so they don't get too comfortable back there, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's a balance to it. So, did, were you unhappy with the? Uh, 
You said you were unhappy with the amount of blitzing. Tonight. Yeah, I just think I think we, I I just think when we blitz, I mean, I mean, all season it seems like when we when we blitz, if I feel like we're not we're getting in just as fast with four guys than we are with with bringing you know five or six, and it feels like the linebackers aren't getting there quick enough. You're almost better off just like you know mm-hmm. play just play your regular defense. I mean, because if you saw like the first touchdown, obviously the the DB you know didn't he didn't go inside he should have but i'm just saying it's one-on-one he's six five you know what i mean like he's gonna beat beat him every time and then like even like the couple of plays i don't remember off the top of my head but there's a couple third down plays where it's like if you just play straight up like you're, you're you'll be fine and i think um you know that's part of the reason why our red zone defense is the worst in the country which is crazy it's the worst in the country so it's like i think there's something i i think that's part of the big issue uh, on defense it's just that we're fine 20 to 20 but then when they get in the red zone it's it's not good enough and it's like why is it not good enough and i think it's because we're, we're bringing too much heat i really do because i just don't think we're getting it getting there fast enough like i don't remember any the last like sack from a linebacker it seems like it's still the d lineman regardless yeah notre dame's um you know red zone defense um you know i think i think that's that's something to to talk about here um, yeah, we're pulling it up here. I, this is not a stat I usually track here, so we'll, we'll look it up. Yeah. You oh, don't want, you don't want look to at look that. it up, trust me. I just <laughs> did, and I'm really upset. So yeah. Notre Dame's rush or scoring defense as a whole is 100%. It is tied with Rutgers. It is worse oh, than Colorado State and New Mexico and Northern Illinois. Uh, sad, Boise State's there. Anyone who doesn't know, Boise State is my number two team. If if I had a number two team, uh, Mount West is horrendous this year. <laughs> it's because I I used to like block for somebody. Do you like their color. Of the field, I do but... like the blue field. I will say that. But no, Notre Dame is it allows their opponents a hundred percent scoring in the red zone um, on defense, which is Man, atrocious. Brutal. And then they're second to last in touchdowns scoring in the red zone, eighty two percent. Um, so that ain't good. Maybe we should add this to the spreadsheet. I actually have not done this analysis uh, relative to national champions. So, yeah, I mean, you look at. I mean, it's amazing. That's why it's like it's funny. It's like it almost when you have those stats, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Like it, you really, if you if you're bad at both those, you're you're. It's it's shocking that they only have a couple losses. To be honest with you, so I think that's why like. You know, like the fluky Marshall and Stanford games, and then it's clo- you know even the Ohio State game. It was so close because you're playing fine the twenty to twenty. It's all but but the red zones are both you know hideous. So it's like how do you fix that? And I just I think you know the the way you know the running game today was great. And I think that fixes it. But I just think like we got to be more um, just got to be better on defense in, in the in in the in the red zone you know it just it's almost like i'm not saying they quit no one quits it's a stupid thing to say but it's almost like they give up it's like crazy because the defense is better than what they're doing in the red zone we all know this but why is it so bad well and i will say this to to kind of round things out here and maybe why this has not been brought up until the present yes notre dame is tied or, or is the worst in scoring percentage in the red zone in all of college football but here's the, the thing Here's the thing. They are ranked tied ranked 13th in the country in attempts of their opponents in the red zone. Okay. Does that make sense? So like 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 Break it down. 
You know, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if their opponent gets to the red zone, they score points every time. But if Notre Dame keeps them out of the red zone, right, they've, they, they've only right, done that 17 times total all season. Right. Okay. Okay. Right? And so they're 13th in the country. You know, they're tied with, ironically, Marshall and NC State. You know, and believe it or not, Syracuse is above them. Um, like the big dogs are Georgia and Illinois. Ohio Georgia's State. number one. Illinois, you know, Ohio Michigan. State, right? Michigan. So why Michigan. do you guys think? Why do you think, think when they cross the twenty, we have trouble? You know, I, I would think it, their backs are undersized this year, aren't they? They don't. They don't have be big, beefy backers that can fill holes fill gaps uh, I, I and if and, and put Kev, a lick kevin on davis is on here you know i mean i'm sure he would say that it's a combination of linebackers out of play out of position and mm-hmm. yes we we gave we kind of threw jd bertrand a bone in the last show so anyone who missed that we kind of went through statistically and looked at how he was successful but not as good as say I don't know, the Manti Teos and Tavon Coney's of, of your right. As far as productivity of tackles per se. Um, but Notre Dame as a whole, you know, look, their, their defense is not terrible guys. Like, yes, you know, David, you're, you're bringing us on us and, and bringing some new stats to light, which we love. We, we love stats on this podcast and anyone who wants to, to challenge me, I'm totally cool with that. You know, bring facts and information. I will never argue with it. Um, but Notre Dame, from a from a defensive standpoint, you know, total defense going into this game, we're 30th in the country, 61st in rushing defense, not great. You know, rushing defense, 35th in the country. You know, so we're not even top 25 in these things. You know, but hey, you know, tackles for loss. You know, we're we're doing okay. So, right. I just think like if you cut that number in half. Besides, you only have one loss, but also like now your defense is a top 15, top 20 defense, which we were thinking, you know, we had after the Ohio State game. But so, I mean, like that, you know, I don't know, you know, again, it's like, why does that keep happening? But if they could obviously fix that, that would be huge, I think. And I you obviously got to check the tape and everything, but I swear, man, when we blitz and I know you can't, you have to blitz sometimes, but when we blitz, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't, we're not getting there fast enough. And then I think the other thing too, on offense I would love to look at, like, and it worked today against Syracuse, but, like, you know, when we go under center, I, I love that first play. Gave it to the fullback, you know, technically, on the first play from scrimmage, you know, the first drive. I, those third and inches, second, you know, go under center. I love that play with the with 88, you know, the tight end where you just literally do. Like, how many times have we gotten it this year? We're five for five, I think, with under center and third and inches, and we're – I guarantee you our percentage is worse than shotgun. It's like, I'd, I'd, I'd oh, love sure. to be under center. You know, like why would stay under center? Yeah. When well, it's that play, not, not all the time, obviously. Th- that is, that is the, that is the symphony of this it's podcast here. Either. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> under the center is not sexy. No, well, in, in kind of a weird way it is, but like, no, but seriously, like the, look, running the football under center is it's it's all about timing, right? Your O line knows the count. Your 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 running backs, your fullback, whatever, they all know the count. They hear the quarterback bark it out, and we we have that advantage. And then it's about a time and distance situation. And you know, everyone's fast because you're at this elite, you know, college level. And so when you have the ball, you don't 
hike it back as far and therefore your running back doesn't have to run as far right so so it's a it's a timing and distance problem right if you want to take a kind of a more scientific approach to it and so you're getting it you don't you don't have to wait for the play to develop and so that's why i am a fan of going under center right because like and furthermore like the like i won't say this you know but as far as like likelihood of a, a miss snapper or whatnot but this is something every quarterback should know how to do is receive a snap under center. Yeah. And, and plus your, 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 uh, your running back has momentum when he gets the ball at tor- right at the line of scrimmage. Right. Because like we see like before the, defense like the be- quarterback and the, and the running back, you know, estimates like standing right next to him. Now, thank God that, you know, Jesus has blessed him with, you know, the ability of, of fast afterburners as soon as he gets the ball. Big arms, big legs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and then some. But, like, my point is, and, and big stiff arms, right, especially in this game. Forearms. Forearms. Nice. He's got strong forearms. All right. Anyways. <laughs> but like, we don't have to be pretty. Just just run no. out here. Next week's going to be tougher, what you guys said. I agree Look, with where Notre Dame did not win any sexy trophies this game. But we won the game, and that's all that matters. Going to someone else's house in the big, you know, it's not the R. It, what was what's the dome called? The uh, something cellular. They changed the seat dome. It's not the carrier dome. It used to be the, formerly known as the carrier dome. Notre Dame goes in there and 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 quite frankly, bitch slap Syracuse. I'm gonna flat out say it. They bitch slap Syracuse. They they got humbled. Syracuse is fucked the rest of the season. You know, they're, yeah. they're out the rest of the season. Notre Dame's got the momentum now. You know, Syracuse falls right. to six and two. Notre Dame's five and three, and they're going to look like the better team coming out of this. And then hopefully, you know, like I said, next week with Clemson, I, I'm actually, I know what you guys are saying. It's like, we can't just run the ball against Clemson. It's going to be tough, but like, I'm okay with just getting Maybe a, we can. Third. Maybe we can. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'd be, I, no, no, no. If we, if we ran it 30, 40 times and threw it 20, we have a much better chance of if we threw it 35 times and ran it 20. We're not going to beat Clemson. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong there. And, you're and, not wrong and there. also, uh, maybe this ties into your what you're talking about with the blitzing problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the secondary, that second half, man, they gave up a lot of open lanes on some big plays. And Notre Dame caught some breaks there, too, uh, with some drop balls and whatnot and so maybe that's uh, one of the issues with that that uh kind of pairs with that blitzing is the de- the corners have to cover for a short amount of time when they blitz but if they can't hold that coverage then there's going to be wide open plays so maybe it, there's that correlation there as well where um the cornerbacks need to hold just a half a second longer and yeah they got to make sure they get to the quarterback when they do blitz. <laughs> right. I just I, and you got. I mean, they won, so we could go back and look at it. I mean, when they lose, it's hard to watch the game again. But I'm telling you, watch the game <laughs> again and like watch the watch how much room he has to throw to when they don't blitz. It really looked like there weren't many open places. And then when Notre Dame blitzes, and I know what you're saying, he's got to get the ball out faster, this and that. But I, I really feel like when he when they blitz, it's not that much faster than the four-man rush, which means it shows you our D-line is really good at that. You know, I'm not saying, like, tackling and everything's different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just wish, like, you know, like every college football, it's you watch it week in, week out, the corners tackling is just not not good. But it's like, man, if we could just – if we learn how – I mean, everyone could say this, but if we learn how to tackle, you know how many, like, third and sevens, third and eights we give up because of missed tackles? Like, it's so right. brutal. 
And if yeah. you can break those up, I, I think be if we clean that great. up, we're, we're in a better shape. Well, David, we're, we're in, we got, Thanks, guys. we're tons of people got to go on. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. I think this is the first time you join us at David Barnett, MVP of Thanks. the Fighting Irish Faithful podcast. You are the MVP of the podcast tonight. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us, sir. Cheers. Thanks, buddy. Uh, see Kevin, you guys. Kevin, I see you want to join. Uh, we're going to jump over to Stevie D. Irish just because his we got a time difference here, and we want to be respectful of him. Um, and quite frankly, he's uh, he's bringing a unique perspective of watching this game uh, uniquely. <laughs> Stevie D. Irish uh, on the Twitter. We've invited you to speak if you can't so wish to join us. On the fighting, it's evening for you. It's afternoon here on the East Coast. If not, we'll jump over to Kevin Davis. Um, one thing I wanted to point out that that David uh, raised is how the completion percentage of Syracuse was worse than Notre Dame. Yes, Drew Pine not very good, but Syracuse was even worse. Stevie, are you there? How's it going? Uh, man, t- dude, we are. I was not expecting this kind of a podcast this afternoon. I will say that. Yeah, you, you and me both for sure. It was uh, unexpected. I didn't get to see all of it, unfortunately. I was working a bit this evening, um, and it's it's amazing for me because I, I never miss games because they're always on, you know, later at night or whatever. But kick off at five p.m. for me is a real treat. Absolutely. Now, now for the for the people who are new to the show, Steve, you want to give people a quick brief on on your background. You don't have to go into the whole story, but you know, because anyone who's really savvy will go Beautiful back to an accent. earlier episode. But exactly, like like, what's your backstory for the, for the new people on the show or the my my co host here in the studio? <laughs> uh, well, I suppose my story is I'm I'm a Notre Dame fan since I've. Give or take a few months, or potentially even up to a year after the uh, um, game, and a delayed. You know, it was a good few months at least after just a friend of mine had had the game. I watched it on DVD, and ever since it was the Bush push game, like right? Notre Dame for life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it was indeed. Beautiful. And you reside uh, where? Uh, in. in- Oh, you're kind of cutting out. You want to repeat that? Oh, I th- I think I think the 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 enemy wish which is not for you to speak, but not for Stevie. We'll wait for your your Twitter to come back. Uh, Stevie D Irish is joining us from live from Ireland. I may have the specifics. Can, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. That that's much better. I'm actually over at my brother's house. He lives right on the coast. So um, phone signal here is not as good as um, other places. No problem. No problem. Do you, do you have a lot of Irish fans in the area? Do you got someone to watch the game with, uh, give high fives and whatnot? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. Uh, Donald, he, he lives about an hour away from and Well, two hours, actually. Um so we discussed the game a lot, and we'd be texting back and forth. But uh, unless it's a big game, like a bowl game or something, it makes too much of an effort to meet up. Yeah. Well, I will say this: anyone who's going to the 
uh, game in Ireland next year. Uh, Stevie D Irish, I think you've you've already committed on this show. Well, not on this show, but you you've claimed that yet you are go- intending to go to the game. If anyone's a fan of the Fighting Irish Definitely, Faithful show, yeah. I highly encourage you to uh, reach out to Stevie, unless unless Stevie is really private, and then you know maybe I'll, I should just stop talking. <laughs> Um, but, um, <laughs> no, no, definitely hit me up. No, you're a celebrity. Hit me up for sure. It'd be great to, ah, the paparazzi. To yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, you've been a very loyal fan of the, of the, of the podcast and we greatly appreciate your perspective as a, as a fan in Ireland. You know, how cool is that, that, um, you know, you can, you can, you know, the power of the internet and the power of Twitter, we can connect, you know, across the ocean. Um, here is fighting Irish faithful Absolutely. fans, and, and and that feels really good after a win like today. You know, the Irish on the road at Syracuse were the underdog. You know, other than the Ohio State game, this was the least quote unquote likely chance of victory for Notre Dame um, so far this season. And Notre Dame yeah, was favored was, to lose was... by three points, and we win. And that's got to feel really good, right? It does feel really good. It was, it was, it was uh, for a lot of aspects of the game. It was quite impressive. Um, I, I wonder how much um, Syracuse were beaten up after last week, which definitely helped Notre Dame. I think um, again, I, I, I spoke about it the last time I spoke to you. I'm, I'm extremely concerned with our quarterback situation. It's just, you know, I like Drew Pine. He's, you know, anytime I hear him speak, he comes across as a nice guy. He obviously loves no. <laughs> He's a nice well, person. And even in the commentary, I know, yeah, the commentary today, they were saying, you know, how um, himself and Tommy Reese, you know, they're really good buddies and all that. I actually have to say, I hated yeah, hearing strange. that, you know, because it's it's how to, for Angeli not to get any chance or any run was unforgivable in my eyes. And, and again, I didn't see the last few minutes of the game because I was driving but uh, I don't think Angeli got any run today did he or no I, d- I don't think Angeli got any he certainly didn't get any passes yeah. and he doesn't make yeah. any runs so, right I, I feel like the uh, relationship there is oh, sorry. you're okay fine talk away the, um, <laughs> I, 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 there's, I have like nightmares of this relationship with Drew Pine and uh, Tommy Reese, yeah. like when he was the quarterback at Notre Dame, when Tommy Reese was the quarterback, how frustrating it was. I'm like, get him off the field. I was so angry. It's like, no, yeah. he's being petted and groomed and <laughs> who knows what else by his coaches. Like he's going to, he's going to keep the role. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh man, maybe this is just like Tommy Reese's, like he's like, oh, they they did it to me, so I'm gonna do it with Drew Pine. <laughs> well, yeah. and what's interesting, it's exactly what it seems like. What's interesting is is that Tommy Reese, in his uh, his final season at Notre Dame, you know, he threw the ball three thousand two hundred fifty seven yards and wow. averaged fourteen point five yards per completion. Um, his uh, his attempts per game was about 31, and, and that's kind of early, relatively early-ish in the in the Kelly years. Um, but he averaged 250 yards a game passing, which is which is really good. Now rushing, let's not talk about that, you know, because you know he's got lead feet. Um, uh, but I think I think the thing with with Reese is that his touchdown to attempt ratio. 
um, was was not very good. You know, it was only about six point five percent. So so that's not so good. But what I will say, and I don't have the stat right in front of me. It's buried here in the spreadsheet. Is if I recall from memory, Reese was sacked very very little in the 2013 season he was smart enough and aware enough as a quarterback to when you're under pressure just throw it away and so notre dame was one of the best teams in all of college football that year reese's final year as a player of avoiding sacks and tackles for loss which is which is a good thing so yeah, it is a good thing i mean i mean that that's that season as a whole was was for was totally sure. different from you know where 2012 was and where 2014 potentially could have been um yeah well stevie anything else going going to this clemson game or you just want to enjoy the victory and then we'll we'll think about clemson another (laughs) night yeah we enjoyed the victory i think it props to the offensive line i think they they gave drew pine all day to throw the ball today it was like he had so much time and space on on so, so many occasions to get the ball out and, and and pick a good pass. Now he didn't do it all the time. He did, in fairness, he was that that um, touchdown towards the end of the second quarter was some passes. And if he could do, if he could be a bit more consistent, you'd say something. But he misses so many, you know, easy or what mm-hmm. appear to me to be easy passes anyway. Yeah, he um, one. But the running game is great. I, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the running game is really good. 75%, you know, as far as total plays, you know, we're going to run the ball 75% of the time. And I mean, that's, that's that's a little high, you know, it's like, wow, you know, that's, that's okay. But I mean, look, (laughs) we, we rushed the ball 246 yards, you know, it's, it's gosh, was that the best all the season? It wasn't the best. The best was was against North Carolina. So Mm -hmm. second best, but still like. I mean, what happened in North Carolina game? We won. We won, and, and convincingly, yeah. we won. Yeah, they're best ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think this Syracuse yeah. game and the North Carolina game maybe that says something about our ACC opponents and our ACC schedule. Oh come on now! But I'm just saying, like, like, <laughs> look, Notre Dame looks good on the road, running the football, and that's a good thing to have. Oh. Did we lose Stevie? Oh no! Did Twitter just crap out on us? Oh man! My I I think it just did. Oh shit! Uh, we'll try to bring the people back on. Oh snap! All right, so I'm gonna have to edit this all all out. Well. Since you're editing it out, I'll give you a hot take. Tommy Reese sucked as a quarterback. What? <laughs> he was a shame and a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, like like in 2013, like what more can can we do? All right, sorry about that. Technical difficulty. Twitter kind of cut us out. I don't know what we what we did. You know, maybe there's a limit of an hour and a half on um, on Twitter space here, but. Um, Mark it down is uh, back here, and uh, yeah, there's there's no one here in the in the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Womp, womp, <laughs> I know it's just what happens here. Now you get to listen to us. <laughs> well, I know, and that's the thing. So, all right, Kevin's back. Kevin's jumped on. So, thank you everyone for your patience. Kevin Davis, you've been invited to speak. Sorry, Stevie D Irish. Uh, we don't know what happened there. Twitter kind of killed us. So, 
Kevin Davis, welcome back to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, I don't know what happened there, but glad you were able to jump, find us and jump back on. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll just be started. Well, what do you think of this game? I mean, Notre Dame looked convincingly victorious and decent, right? Yeah, I wanted to, ha- I wanted to jump on when David was talking about the linebackers because you guys know how I feel about linebackers and linebacker play for Notre Dame. And I think he's right to an extent. Um, you can blitz yourself out of a game. And you can you notice that when we are doing it, um, Syracuse started hitting those holes right behind us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there, there's a there's a balance to that blitzing. And I, I don't know if Notre Dame's found it yet. Um, hopefully they find it and know when uh, when when that should occur. But yeah, I do I do agree that sometimes we blitz at, at points of times where um, we don't need to. But as far as the game. Oh, it was a great game. I thought we played well. I'm glad there was uh, truly a Brandon Brandon Joseph sighting, right? Yes. Um, I feel like we were expecting him to be something great when he first decided to transfer. And this game showed what he could be and what we expected. Uh, haven't really seen much of him this year besides that. So um, that was great to see offensively. Um, like I said last week, Dupine has to find – I mean, the other receivers have to be better, but you probably have to find somebody besides Michael Merritt to throw the ball mm-hmm. to. They're seeing it. They're keying on it. They're bracketing Mayer. Like, it's hard for him to get past now. So, it's just easier to defend now. So, I'm glad we kept the ball on the ground. Uh, pound it, pound it, pound it. If, it's, if we can't do anything in the air, like, our ground game is sufficient. It can it can take us more. So, so you're, you're of a similar opinion where, look, if, if the run game is there and the passing game is potentially not there, look, just take w- what you have in the cupboard. The run game is there. Use it and use it well. Yeah, because what happens is what happens, if, you, if, you, if your run game is dominating throughout the game, what happens is the defense start pulling people into the box to stop the run. That gives opportunity to pass the ball more and make there are more open windows now because the box has been there's more people in the box, and maybe that can help. So I feel like that helps a little bit, not much, but if it's there, I, I will run the ball every down if it's there. Mm-hmm. Every down. And that's that whole cause of effect thing. It, it's like it's so with that linebacker thing that uh, we were just talking about. Do you think that blitzing is not working out? Do you think it's a secondary not holding on long enough, or do you think it's the backers not being able to get to the quarterback fast enough? They they can't get there. They're they not getting there. Gotcha. They're not getting there. It, it, it's hard to watch because I play linebacker and I coach them and I train them. It's like if you're going to go, the the point is to make as least contact as possible with other other players, right? The, the offensive players. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they run directly into the block. Like, that's not the point of blitzing, right? Or if you do shed it and let's go play ball, like, they get stuck. And, like, I need one of them to just get through and, like, do a move, rip through, and, and try to go play the ball. It's like they just get to a body and they just pause. Like, it's, it's hard to watch sometimes. But I feel like um, I, the DBs do need to do better holding their covers, right? Of course. I mean, we all know defensively that's, that's probably – well, this year, I would say it's a second weekly. I think linebackers are, are not playing well this year. But um, usually, typically for Notre Dame, our defensive backs are the, the weak link, right? So we know we that's a that's a problem area. So um, it could be a combination of both. I, I'm just really happy to see Notre Dame 
limit Syracuse. You know, it got a little little concerning in the third quarter where Syracuse scores 10 points versus Notre Dame's three in the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, Notre Dame lays it on 17 points versus their seven. Um, but holding Syracuse to no points in the second quarter with Notre Dame scoring 14 in the second quarter. Man, going into halftime with a big lead, that that's huge. Yeah, I, I, I just feel I feel annoyed in a way because it's like, why do we play so well against ranked teams but we can't beat Marshall and Cat? Like, we can beat ranked teams but can't beat these other. Like, I don't get it. Like, what's Speak. going on? Truth. Like, what's going Truth. on? This is this is where you know we're just beating our head against the desk, and we're just like, why, 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 you know? <laughs> it's, it's like for a few years there, I thought God was a USC fan, you know, like like that. That's kind of what my thought was, you know, during the during the Pete Carroll years. But like, yeah, let's just like, wh- why can't we just we have this great win over a team, or we get really close against? Ohio State, and then we play a clearly inferior team in Marshall, and we just just crap all over our, ourselves, you know. And it's just it's just not good. Yeah, I just, it's a blown well, out diaper, and there's poop flying and <laughs> sideways, you know. Just you need to get a new package of wipes to clean up the mess. Oh my gosh! Well, that that's when you audible your spouse from from the other room. It's just like. I need a spotter. I need to hold holding the leg, leg and an arm, and you need to wipe. You know, just like because poop will be everywhere. Okay, so to leave that shit show. <laughs> Anyone who has has had or has has does have kids, you know exactly what we're talking about. So, but it, it, that's frustrating because now we have BC and maybe coming up, and you worry like. Uh, I mean, we have Syracuse. We have uh, not Syracuse, Clemson. Then when we get to BC and. And maybe it's like, are we just going to play down to their level and lose the two teams we should beat again? Like, yeah. Yeah. is this just for the boomerang? Is this effect where it's like, okay, great teams, we play well. Terrible teams, we suck. And uh, we've really like, okay, Syracuse is ranked 16th, but they're not a well-established program by any means. And so really, if you look at the schedule, USC has been down the last few years. And uh, you have Ohio State and Clemson, I think, are the big dogs on the schedule if you're looking at it from week one. Yeah, Clemson and, ranked 10th in Sagarin right now. We're looking at it right now. Yeah, and so um, you came off of a close game week one in Ohio State. Like, what What kind of positives? I mean, at this point, we're a completely different team. I mean, it, it, it typically happens that way. I mean, your team evolves and changes. So what do we? Where do we go? What what kind of? What's our biggest high notes on this? I mean, what one thing I wanna I wanna and I thought of this earlier in the week after I, after we did the podcast on Tuesday, I was kind of thinking of Brian Kelly's first season, not in the sense of like praising Brian Kelly, but just kind of, you know, this is what it is. And I remember in 2010 the season kind of turned around for Brian Kelly after the Tulsa game. And then we played, I think Utah and we beat a ranked team at home and it was completely different. And it was like, wow, what's this, you know? And, and the season got progressively better. And then we, we ended up 
at the end of the game, you know, having a very, very good win in the Sun Bowl um, against Miami and Miami kind of, you know, pissed down their their own leg, you know, because they had way too many turnovers. Thank you, Hervinus. Thank you, Harrison Smith. But um, but seriously, like maybe this is a turning point for the Irish, you know, and I don't want to count any chickens before any, any eggs hatch. But what I will say is seeing Notre Dame go and play a ranked team, beat a ranked team, and beat them soundly, similarly to how Notre Dame did that in in 20, 2010. Um, I mean, it was fantastic. You know, Notre Dame beating Utah by 25 points, 28 to 3 that year, and then beating Army, be, beating USC, beating Miami, you know, it was just win, 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 win to go into that game. Now, unfortunately, we started 2011 with two losses at home to (laughs) South Florida and Michigan, so we don't really want to talk about that. But my point is, like, look, like, you know, we knew it was going to take a little bit of time for Marcus Freeman to hit his stride. We knew it was going to take time for this team after the Marshall game to kind of figure some shit out. And... Notre Dame looked better, like quite frankly, like superior to to Syracuse today. I was like, I anyone who saw on Twitter, I tweeted out, "Who is this team? I I this is the best they've looked all year." Like genuinely, like they are shutting down. This, either Syracuse does not deserve to be ranked 16th, which is probably a little bit of of truth to I that. Think that's more the thing. I, I, or or are we just you know tainted Notre Dame fans where we're kind of negative, like, well, you know, we're just kind of playing above the rim. I don't know. I don't know. Shoot, I, I I think it's a little bit of both. I think we we came out and played today. We saw the good side of the team, and we've seen the bad side. And um, we saw the Ohio State. I mean, it helps game getting a pick team. six at the beginning yes. of this game, yeah, right? Yeah, we, but we caught a lot of breaks. We we were we were a pretty sloppy team all around, to be honest. And um, I don't think that sort of shit's gonna fly against uh, Clemson next week. I, I know we're not talking about Clemson now. We're talking about Syracuse, and I think it was a good win. But um, I think we got we got a lot of breaks in this game. Yeah, I, I think Syracuse kind of peed down their leg, and we kind of thought that after they lost to Clemson that there was potential for Syracuse to have a breakdown and kind of implode upon themselves um, because they kind of did that with Clemson and, um, you know, with Notre Dame coming in, another big-name team and Clemson kind of showing their true colors here and saying, well, this is kind of who they are and, you know, not looking good. And, um yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame was victorious. So, Kevin, last thoughts, and then we're going to try to hit Adam and Hockey Man to close this out. If not... Oh, that's a great game. Man. A great game, but I just wanted to continue for these next, these next four. Absolutely. Oh. Well, well, Kevin, thank you so so much for joining us at Davis0560 on the Twitter. Thank you for joining again and contributing to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Uh, Adam, I see you there. We're going to jump over to Hockey Dude 84, 87 next on the Fighting Irish Faithful show. We'll jump to him next. You've been invited to speak. Hockey Dude, are you there? Hey, hello. If not, we're going to jump over to Adam. Adam is requested to speak. He's invited to speak. He's ready to speak. 
Oh, hockey dude's there. Adam, maybe both of you will speak. We never don't really do this. <laughs> Guys, you guys hear me? I hear hockey dude. I hear Adam. Both of you talk. Not at the same time, hopefully. What's up, Jets? What's up? Hola. Hola. Hey. Hey, man. Hockey dude. How good will we be? How good would we be if uh, Tyler Bucker getting hurt and uh, the offensive line was better? Oh, these these Whoa, are these are those. On. Don't take shots at the O line like that. Come on, they're good. I mean, the the O line is significantly better now than where they were early in the season, and and I tweeted that out. I forget who it was. It was some thread and it was talking about um, the quarterbacks and and whatnot, and I was just like, consider this. You know, it's kind of like one of those would you rather type yeah. questions, and I was like. What if the O line was better the first couple games? Because um, I am convinced that if the O line was better um, in that Marshall game, Buckner wouldn't even be hurt because he wouldn't be rushing the ball. He'd be handing it off, or he'd be passing. He'd have time to pass, right? And that—that's just kind of my opinion. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Maybe I misspoke, but you know, you look at this team. You know, if the O line was good from the beginning, and Tyler Buckner doesn't get hurt. You know, I'm looking at. You could be looking at a, you know, what a six and one team right now. Yeah, I think I think the O line has been good, but they just had some chemistry issues that I think they've worked out. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I mean, if we want to just compare O lines of Notre Dame versus Syracuse in this game, we we were sacked once in this game, and had four tackles for loss against us. So so those are the successes of the Syracuse defense. Now, Notre Dame's defense was significantly, arguably 100%, actually 400% better. Um, we were, we had four sacks against the quarterback of Syracuse, and we had eight tackles for loss. So significantly better for Notre Dame over Syracuse. So our strength and our talent is clearly dominating in this game. A lot of that's telling to the, yeah, the run game as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm not, I, Like I said, I, I think I misspoke earlier, but I'm just saying that you imagine what this team would have been with all that stuff. I, I think you're looking at a – if you look at, like, TCU, we could be TCU this year because TCU – what I've seen doesn't have a great offense at all. So, I mean, they're ma- they're making some noise right now. You know, I I don't I don't really follow TCU. You know, they're the, the my second darling is of course Boise State. But I mean, they they beat West Virginia today. I mean, Grant West Virginia is now three and five. You know, but TCU is undefeated, right? So, um, we, you know, with it with a new head coach, so so good on them. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Notre Dame's victorious and, you know, I I also agree there, their, that pass protection was something out of the ordinary this week. I think that for Drew Pine to be able to hold the ball for what seemed like a century was like, was something new. Despite the fact that he had a, not a a great completion. Well, despite the fact he didn't make. He threw the ball away. I mean, it was better than Syracuse. But but he had time tonight. 
I mean, he was 47%, you know, right now in the season. You know, the best I think it's been all season was against BYU, which is kind of surprising. But Mayer kind of exploded in that game, right? You know, and and I think that's pretty typical. And, and I would be shocked if defenses against Notre Dame would not key in on Mayer. Clearly take away Notre Dame's best weapon on the receiving side. Um, yeah, man, that... that that that's just what decent teams do, you know, and and we can expect Clemson to have kind Double of a similar night. Yeah, well, they're gonna they're gonna bracket him and and whatnot, you know, and and yeah, it's just gonna happen. So, imagine if we actually successfully recruited Max Duggan right now. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Who's Max Duggan? I don't know. I was hoping Hockey Dude would tell us. That. That He's the uh, QB for uh, TCU. Yeah, I mean, we, I'd have uh, to go back and we we recruited him back in the day. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, like recruiting with me is kind of a kind of a quote unquote new thing, you know, just because there's so many factors that influence recruiting. You know, anything from how close it is from your hometown to you know, do you want to join an actual university and have to go to class or join a football factory? Um, is it you know weather dependent? Is it you know, proximity to home, you know, all and, sorts of and things. It's not all and and on top of all of it, you're talking about personal interaction, what they think about everything. Right. You you're know, like maybe something. I don't give two shits about Notre Dame. You know, that's a that's a very reasonable, you know, response for any recruit. You know, it's just like Notre Dame who? You know, like you haven't won a championship since when? You know, and like and don't get me wrong, you know, like we're Notre Dame fans and we love that kind of stuff. But like if we just jump to the here and now like there's so many factors that influence recruiting and but i will say this there is nothing more important for recruiting than winning Mm -hmm. just win if you are winning titles success attracts more success right if you want to be the best you join the best because you want to succeed with the best the reason why Alabama gets all these good players, not because Tuscaloosa is this great place. I mean, Grant, the weather's probably a little better than Notre Dame. But look, they have a great coach who keeps winning. Saban okay. doesn't have a magical powder juice that he makes them sniff when he, they go on recruiting trails. Oh, oh he doesn't do that? Oh, you okay. would think he would. You would but, think, yeah. But no, that's winning. No, that's he like keeps winning, He's right? Winning and winning and winning. Well, and that's the thing, like like Jake Coker and, and like some of these other quarterbacks he's had back in the day. It was it was not only till recently, like I, I did the numbers like way back when on on one of these podcasts, and I was looking at quarterbacks of Alabama, and they didn't have a Heisman Trophy quarterback until recently with Bryce Young. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like. And, and he technically hasn't won a championship yet as their quarterback. So my, my point is, like, it's taken Alabama many years to get to that point where they have an actual Heisman Trophy yes. quarterback. They've had running backs in there, but, like, actual quarterback play earning, you know, a Heisman Trophy and a title, like, that is a new wrinkle and thread for, for Alabama. And I think it's it's because Saban is willing to adapt his program. Too. He is a very good coach. Anyone who says otherwise is yeah. a fool. Well, with the, the game today, how much did we outclass Syracuse, the number 16 team in the nation? You think about it, you know, how, how many passes did Pine miss or misread? 
Well, I mean, I, mean, game I can give you a number like, here, but scored in the fifties or sixties, if you think about it, I, I, I'm kind of on board with what you're saying too. I think we underperformed this game. I think we had a lot of a lot of breaks on both, especially the uh, defensive side of things, where we had uh, some tip passes that were picks, and um, we had our special teams make a big play. Like we we had some a little bit of bonus bonus groove there so um i think we could have we should have blown them out more than we did but that's just me i mean we could always want you know more you know you know but the uh yeah the fact remains that notre dame was solid solid at syracuse today and that's something to celebrate today so really happy well hockey dude we're really happy we're gonna jump over to adam dowling here and um yeah we're just uh we're ha- we're happy with a win. Notre Dame victorious over Syracuse, forty-one to twenty-four. I am at faithful underscore Irish on the Twitter. This is the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Hockey dude, anything else you want to say? Well, hey, let's uh, let's get Red Wings and uh, you know. Ooh. Remember, All Saints Day was in June. All Saints <laughs> Day. What are you talking about? It's next week. What are you talking about? Uh, it's All Saints Day. It was in June after first Sunday after Pentecost. You know. No. Easter. False. False. <laughs> False. Check your liturgical calendar. See Twitter for details. Uh, thank you, Hockey Dude8487 <laughs> on the Twitter. Thank you so much, and go Irish. All right. Adam, uh, we'll bring you back on here. Adam Dowling at Adam underscore Dowling1 on the Twitter. Welcome back to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Adam. What's going on, guys? Dude, are you feeling good tonight? Um, I would say I'm feeling kind of, I'm, I'm good because we won, but not so, I feel like that game should have been about 52 to 14. <laughs> okay. Amen. So, so you're, you're saying you want more. Yes. I mean, how many times in the third quarter did we have the ball just, just waiting to blow these guys out and we just kind of let them hang around and we kind of did that same thing with Carolina and BYU too. So it's, it's a little bit frustrating that it, it looks that we don't finish games. If we could actually ever just play a, a whole game, an entire game. Yeah, that third quarter was iffy. I, I There was a point where I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, they're going to make a run. They're, they're completing passes over the middle, deep balls. Like, they – I, I, I hope they yeah. can hold it together. And then they got that pick, and then they, they got some big plays, and – so, I'm, I'm and, with uh, you on that. It might have been a couple callers ago that was kind of talking about the blitzing, and I kind of agree with him. But I think it's more with the it's the way they time the blitz because they they like to blitz both backers, like double a gap blitzes a lot. And if mm-hmm. you notice, I swear, I mean, I don't know exactly the stats, but it seems like whenever teams get big pass plays across the middle, it's because we do that double A-gap blitz, and we never get home. Hmm. It's like we never get there. I mean, it's just something I've, I've noticed, but I, I don't know if that's 100% correct, but it just seems like we've got to be the worst middle linebacker blitz team I've ever seen. I, I swear, we never get there. And, and I think um, the <laughs> – that's that's if you can't get there as a linebacking core on a blitz, your cornerbacks and your secondary is 
hung out to dry. They're screwed. You know, I might, you're you're I might you're stuck one on one, but th- th- there's something there. I think I might be wrong where it's not a blitz where they drop a D lineman in the coverage, but both. But whenever they bring both the backers, it seems like they never get there. Yeah, but, I think I think Notre Dame's blitzing is is certainly uh, needs to be analyzed. And look, I mean. I take a very statistical approach of like, l- look what's happening. Look what they're giving you. You know, um, you know, Estime was successful today. He continues to to demonstrate why he should be the number one quarterback of Notre Dame. He has two touchdowns tonight. He's leading the team in rushing yards and averaging six point two yards per carry. And and he's tied with Diggs. Both of them carrying the ball twenty percent of the time. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of confused why Tyree was playing in that fourth quarter when they were, like, doing some short-yarded stuff. And I was like, why is Tyree in? Why wouldn't they have Estime in? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with, with giving Tyree a bone and, and letting him, you know, demonstrate All some. control. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, like, like I mean, he's talented, too. You know, I mean, I mean, anyone who's listened to this show for a while he knows that the quote-unquote theme has a has a has a piece there with Tyree in it, so I mean that's cool. But no, I mean, uh, look, I feel like too if Drew Pine would have, there was so many just easy passes that he missed that could have uh, let drives continue. Oh yeah, I mean he missed so many just easy oh, should have yeah. been just hundred percent completed passes, and it's and I feel like if if he would just play above average they win that game even bigger yeah that's that's where i'm right there with you my brother <laughs> i i there's just too too many little things for them to be a spe- spectacular team in a in a dominating team it's like it they got so many breaks this this uh this game against syracuse and even last week against unlv and um they you know this this tonight was an awesome win. It really was, but um, it could have been. They didn't put out their best performance. They could. No, they left a lot of points out there. Yeah, and uh, they're not going to be able to play like I. I'm sorry. That front you're going to see next Saturday is a whole nother animal of what you saw today, mm-hmm. and you're not going to just be able to just pound it down their throats. Drew Payne's going to have to make some plays. So Adam, you're 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 kind of the. I don't want to say cold shower, but you're you're definitely kind of the, um, you know, hey, this is this is kind of where where our team is relative to the rest of everyone else, and this is where um, our program is, and you're just like, hey, we need to get better, and and so you're kind of taking a historical perspective of where Notre Dame needs to be, if I may be so 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 bold. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that they need to be better. But we know what this team is this year. Like I think I heard you say earlier, you thought this really should be a six and six team. So we're not we're not at the championship level. I mean, right now seven better. and five seems seems very reasonable. Um yeah. and, and with this win over Syracuse, you know, that I think that, that cracks the door open and gives Notre Dame a shot. At, at giving getting potentially up to eight wins, which would be um, back to the median of the standard deviation for really good coaches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as we're, I, I've 
pretty much said this whole season, my thought, as long as you saw the team getting better, then I would be happy with Freeman's first year and his recruiting, the way he can recruit and all that. But So that was what was so frustrating when we looked like we were getting better through Carolina and BYU, and then that Stanford game happened. That's what made yeah. it. It was like, oh, goodness, how, how did that happen? I mean, and then yeah, we looked the, better again today. It wasn't well, and, and you were you means. were there live in person at said Sanford game. So so that was a that was a night game. Our next game, and we don't want to get too much into the weeds of Clemson here, but Clemson was a night game as well. Um, is there something to say about you know daylight games with Notre Dame or you know the night game? You know, it's such a scary. You know, I mean, um, I don't that, know. It does that doesn't like explain the Marshall better. game, but <laughs> it seems like they play better when it's like earlier and on the road like what is going on at home that they come out so flat that that's a good question and (laughs) i think only only people in the stadium who have been there uh more times than me this year can can answer that so well adam we got a couple more people we want to jump to thank you so much again for jumping on we really appreciate your loyalty hey one thing real real quick go ahead i'm gonna throw it out there out to have you i didn't know i didn't listen to the show but did anyone mention the acc refs how bad some of them calls were we kind of talked about that how the beginning of the game seemed like it was going to be a really tight called game and then um it kind of it kind of leveled out or the teams kind of mellowed out you know i think the second half they cooled off a little bit but uh the first half was really weird especially the first quarter is like yeah, holding, 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 personal foul, personal foul. Like, yeah. and then and then that touchdown pass where that guy stepped out of bounds, and they said that he didn't at the end. Yeah, that, I mean, I'll, 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 look, I'm not the How one doing the film. You know, like I yeah. thought he still was in just because I, I thought I saw. I thought he was in. Blue. Did you blue think he was turf. in? Yeah, I did. Okay, maybe I mean, I'm not the one being be. paid to to make the call, right? But my my thought is like. Look here. Here's where we are. Here's where they are, and and, and I assume that the officiating officiating crew is seeing the same footage that we are seeing on the TV. And I didn't I see he anything out before the catch. Well, and, the and that's catch. the thing. Like, is it conclusive? Are we yeah. seeing anything conclusive that that proves to me that it overturns the call in the field? That is ultimately Man, the, the, the our... question they have to ask. And and if and look, you're the one. You're the ref. You're being impartial and you're supposed to make that call um and in my opinion it's like well i don't see anything i think touchdown was called on the field and i didn't see anything on the fuzzy pixelated you know yeah for for some reason they have 13 times 50 million high def video but we get a fuzzy ass (laughs) replay (laughs) i don't know how the hell that works out but it does well okay well, you know, yeah, and I felt like I we are, uh, Riley Mills and Foskey, they could have called holding against them every single play. I'm with did. you there. <laughs> yeah. hey, and but, I'm gonna okay, f- I'll let you get to the other callers and stuff. So, but and I'm gonna yeah, f- hopefully, we, hopefully we can come to play next week, guys. And, I hope so. Too. And actually make it a fun atmosphere. Hopefully, everyone didn't sell their tickets to Clemson fans already. <laughs> well, if anyone's tailgating, <laughs> check out, uh, hit up Adam Dowling at. Adam underscore Dowling and, one on and the Twitter you, for uh, tailgating. Import before you leave, I'll flex my uh, co-host uh, privileges and do one quick top moment of the game. I like that you're taking ownership. Do, of the do show. a positive, best positive thing. The positive, best positive thing for me. Oh, it's the offensive line for sure. Yeah, Amen, <laughs> offensive line. The the movement they were getting on those guys. I mean. I mean, it, it, once you can do that, you can do anything. 
you can like move run the football. Like that. <laughs> yep. And it usually opens up the pass game if your quarterback was any good. Oh, that's the problem. Zing. Okay. <laughs> Adam speaking the truth. Right, he's not wrong with what he says. At Adam underscore Dowling one on the Twitter. Uh, better half of uh, Mrs. Dowling. So, thank you, Adam. Well, uh, we're gonna invite Patrick B to uh, join us at Sav McCauley on the Fighting Irish Faithful show if he wishes to join the show. Um, but if not, no big deal. Uh, I think we're gonna end with Jam at J A M E K O seven o three on the Twitter. Um, if he wishes to join us, Jamico703, you've been invited to speak. Uh, we're going to kind of wind it down. We're over in two hours in, and uh, we've got uh, a kitchen to clean and uh, some babies to play with and uh, some more football to watch tonight. So, Jamico703, you're welcome to join us if you so wish on the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Jam. 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 I don't think he's going to jump I, I, need go, I need to go listen only, fellas. I'm uh, not in a position to speak uh, right now. Thank you. All right. Go Irish. No problem. <laughs> well, co-host, I mean, wh- what's your take of this this show? I mean, you know, that, that's kind of everybody. We've kind of hit everybody up uh, here. Um, what, what do you think? You know, should we just take the win and... and celebrate or should we put any stock into this or are we just setting ourselves up for disappointment disappointment in a week those are multiple big questions and uh first thing i want to do is thank you joe for uh letting me on air and letting me speak and uh i appreciate that and it was great so much fun watching the game with you and your family tonight so I thank you for that and well, awesome nachos won, and everything right? else. It could be, but uh, I I think that I'm pumped up. Like I, I'm the victory is great, but it is good. It but, was a solid victory tonight. But just like any football team, I'm I'm kind of that. Like okay, tomorrow's a you different have a 24 day. hour rule is what you're telling me. Yes. So I want to see what we're gonna do. N- next week against Clemson because the team that I saw tonight they they have been good win but they got a lot of breaks they got a lot of breaks a lot of drop passes by Syracuse yep. um, Syracuse did not they look didn't like provide they any season. pressure on the defensive line um they let Michael Mara for some reason be single coverage throughout the game and Drew Pine didn't look anywhere else. Uh, I think it was the same old script, except for some sort of reason, somebody lit a fire under Tommy Reese's ass and they ran the ball. I well, think that was the only dif- difference between this week and the last few. I mean, it was statistically noticeably more of a run the ball Notre Dame team tonight. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a function of, you know, everyone knows that Mayer is really our only severe significant threat um in the passing game or if notre dame just knows hey we have so much strength on the running game and the offensive line is starting to cook and we see a weakness and an opportunity with the syracuse defense then hey let's take it to them um but 
I mean, I'm not going to argue with the, with the outcome and the output. You know, again, my filter, my preference is running the football. So if we run the ball close to 75% of the time, I'm not going to com- complain about that. Now, as I don't think... As long as we win. Uh, well, a- as long as we win. But, but I also will admit that that is not a sustainable model for greatness, quote unquote, as a football program. But I've also reconciled and admitted to myself and, and to our listeners here on the podcast that firing Irish faithful show, we are not going to have the same perspective we have as far as expecting Notre Dame to, you know, make a new year six bowl, make the playoffs or, or compete for anything of, of great significance this season. I know that sounds shitty and defeatist, but look, that's just where we are right now. And so I have to take the strengths and the victories, the little victories, the little wins, the little battles that we, we are winning along the way and say, look, if we can go to the number 16 ranked team's house beat the crap out of them bitch that bitch slap them and say this is where we are i'm fine with that i will take that victory give our players you know a a big boost of confidence and and maybe they need that going into the clemson game i don't know so what's your big point taken away from tonight big positive i mean my my feeling is i mean i'm not a coach you know and I, i don't i'm not asked to motivate young people but what i will say this is you know, winning is intoxicating and you want more of it. Mm. And so if you want to be victorious, take that energy, take that preparation, take that focus, that discipline or, or just that 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 edge, whatever it was. And I'm not in the locker room. I'm not on the field. I'm not on the sideline. I'm just some dude in central Indiana here running a podcast with a friend and drinking scotch here. Well, the scotch is a little low, but if I have any more, you know, we'll be miserable and worthless the rest of the night. But my point is like Notre Dame, whatever you did, whatever good productivity you did today, have that bleed into and carry into the Clemson game because it is the biggest game at home. You gotta keep season. that fire, man. That well, passion and, is so. And under, the last time we beat beat Clemson, we won, and that was that was actually the first. Anyone who's new to the show, uh, go back to 2020. The uh, Clemson post game show is the first post game show we ever did. Now we were not live on Twitter Spaces, but I did go live with the mics for about 20 minutes. Were you on MySpace? Uh no, no MySpace. <laughs> I've never never have I ever been on MySpace. But but no, we we were seriously live uh well, not live, but but we did record a podcast after the game after we beat Clemson at home in 2020, which was great at the time they were ranked number 1. Grant they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, but the point is that was a fun episode. I, I love that episode. It is is one of the best shows we did in 2020. And um we could we could in theory do it again. Um, but we need to bring some of that energy, some of that attitude we saw today, and quite frankly, execution. You have to execute. Now, do I think we're gonna run the ball 75% of the time and be successful against Clemson? No. But if we are, I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, uh, at least we got a good starting ground to walk into the game with. I think so too. I, I, I think because our, our uh, they 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 went with a pass approach. Um, I the mean, last like, like, like few weeks, and if, that was if we bullshit. had lost this game, so I'm like, glad like, they have something. Our our ability something and our good. confidence or how our thoughts, you know, in this post game show would be completely different going to Clemson. We'd be a very what was me and like 
like whatever just rip off the band-aid just get it over quick you know kind of situation whereas now we're like hey we got a shot against an undefeated clemson team like i i I genuinely think you know as a as a aspiring you know positive notre dame fan that that is a possibility you know the likelihood and the probability of notre dame at home to be defeating clemson a team that where their quarterback situation is a little shaky it's not it's not set solid you know on bedrock foundation you know dj uyunglele is has shown weakness and um I think Notre Dame potentially has a shot. You know, we'll explore that more this week and on the on Tuesday night show. So anyone who's live with us tonight, you know, wait for the Tuesday night show uh, on Twitter space on the Fighting Irish Faithful show if you want to just catch on the, uh, you know, the the podcast version. But yeah, you know, we're we're feeling good tonight. So, and if I made that. Um... Uh, aside from Twitter, I, I listen to a lot of um, Fighting Irish Faithful stuff on Apple and the other podcast entities. Yes, yeah, and YouTube, uh, I don't places. I don't get the enjoyment of uh, interacting firsthand. But uh, typically, uh, this is a treat tonight. But uh, well, that's because it's the first time I've invited you to my house, <laughs> <laughs> and it will be the last. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? The nachos weren't sufficient sufficient for you? I should have I should have smoked the beef instead of put it in the crock pot. Is what you're saying? Eh, it would have helped. <laughs> oh, that you're not wrong. Would you rather have crock pot roast or smoked roast on the barbecue? Yeah. Back to the show. Exactly. So, all right. Well, if there's uh, no one new here, Jam's gonna listen. We invited Red to speak. Uh, Mrs. Charles Lane, if you wish to join us, but if not, no big deal. Um. Yeah, Notre Dame is victorious. Uh, we defeat Syracuse at home in their stadium, 41-24. Notre Dame victorious over Syracuse. I, I think, you know, we're uh, we're feeling good. You know, I mean, I, I can't think of, of too much uh, better opportunity for Notre Dame to jump over this. Gotta have high, high hopes for living. I mean, that was last week's show, right? That's the end. We've exceeded. We've got there. I mean, again, Notre Dame victorious. You know, we're we're gonna go out with some old timey stuff. I mean, this is. I mean, running the ball seventy five percent of the time. You know, what is this nineteen fifty four? You know, like it's a beautiful sight. I mean, like, who who was on the sideline coaching? We did know? have a good cigar. Frank Leahy was coaching. You know, yeah, we had a good cigar and whatnot. So we, back to yeah, the tradition. Maybe maybe that's why we won. We went at <laughs> halftime. Anyone who saw on Twitter. Um, we smoked cigars and drank some scotch at halftime in the backyard. Um, Beautiful day, by the way. Thank you, Dom. It was a sunny day. It's really uh, uncharacteristic here in Indiana. Usually it's like rainy. Um, Cold. Clearly. Um, Yeah, that's that's where we're at today. So, Notre Dame victorious over Syracuse. You know, it it feels good to be an Irish fan today. Um, We'll take it, you know. Notre Dame has had some struggles. We've been critical of Reese. We've been critical of Pine. Um, and maybe some of the pressure has been released because we're running the football. You know, like in the spring game, we said the most successful opportunity for us in the likelihood of us to be successful is to run the football. Because even when we had Price prior to his injury, Price gives Notre Dame the ability to run the ball um, I mean, between Diggs, Tyree, Estime, 
I, I wouldn't be unhappy with any of those guys running the football. You know, I'm happy to see one of the guys, Estime and Diggs, are kind of, you know, emerging as the number they one. They all have NFL potential. That is that, that's 100% true. You know, that's, it's 100% right. So, um, not going to complain about that. So, Notre Dame victorious. And, um, yeah, happy. Anything else you want to say, Dominic? Oh, God bless you all. You're in my prayers. All the fighting Irish faithful are now in my liturgy of prayers. There so, uh, pray for you, pray prayers, for us. Right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, let's go, Notre Dame. Yeah, go Irish. You know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, this is like, I feel like I'm at confession, you know, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought Notre Dame was going to lose this game. I genuinely thought, I'm looking at the stats. You know, what is this? The top nine stats, Syracuse had the advantage. Um, they had a better record. They had a more experienced coach, a way more experienced coach. But the only thing Notre Dame had going for them was their talent. And that showed. Um, so, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I will go say three Hail Marys. And, Sometimes um, I step up in weird ways. You know what? I'm, I'm a sinner, this, too. But this is, the, this, this is the caliber of this team. Like, they can... They can put it up if they want, but not always they want to. Anyway. I, I agree. Well, Notre Dame is victorious. We win. And uh, we'll see you all on Tuesday night. Thank you, Dominic, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Wookie, J.L. Gallagher, Irish Eyes, Justin Case, Irish JTL, Holson35, David Barnett, Stevie D. Irish, Davis0560, Hockey Dude, and Adam Dowling. I appreciate everyone for joining us tonight. Wow, uh, good post-game show. I'm glad Notre Dame has a victory, and whoop, whoop. let's go. Go Irish and enjoy the victory. We'll see you on Tuesday Bruno. night. Zibikowski looking for a block. Touch to the right to the 40. Gets a block. Gets to the 45. 50. Up to the 45. 40. 30. One man to beat. 20. 15. 10. He's done it.